Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Maybe like the Bruce Cruise Podcast? Then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today.
Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good because I'm always good. I thought this was the moral high ground show. Uh, God bless Mike Tyson. He did his time. Uh, and you know what? Uh, that happens. But Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist. Convicted rapist. How do you feel about the moral high ground show? Bring it back, Mike Tyson, Mr. McCarthy. I mean, I'm not surprised he's back. Everybody liked it the first time. Do I really agree with it due to his past? Not really, but I mean, I stopped complaining about Matt Riddle, so what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, Tony Khan says Hulk Hogan not welcome here, but Mike Tyson, come on in. Sit right down and let that beautiful bald head and face tattoo hang right down. Uh, come on down. Look, Mike, uh, look, uh, in all seriousness, I'm being a little facetious. Some would call that egregious. Uh, but I just, and again, look, I'm a believer in Mike Tyson paid his time and paid, paid for the crime, no doubt. And uh, none of us are perfect individuals by any stretch. But again, the moral high ground company, which is what, all kidding aside, let's not, let's not mess around, let's not lie to ourselves. Uh, Tony Khan has positioned himself as a morally, morally decent individual. And that's one of the things that, that he has, he and his company have kind of tried to trump Vince McMahon on, saying they'll give wrestlers health insurance and things of that nature. Although the only ones getting health insurance, mind you, are the ones that actually work for the company full time in an office job. So I'm just letting that be known as well. McCarthy, can you tell I'm feeling real good today? I can't hear you, buddy. Say that again. You had to to restart there. Go ahead. You have to do 40 hours whether you're a wrestler or not. It's just not office people. It's wrestlers, too, working behind the scenes, putting in 40 hours a week. Putting in 40 hours a week. You just kind of blanked it all in there. Like, oh, no, he's only giving it to the office people. Well, that's not true. He's giving it to the wrestlers that are also working in the video audio department, doing social media, doing 40 hours a week like major billion-dollar corporations do in regular business. Here, let me me help us sell a T-shirt. That doesn't fit my narrative. Um, That that doesn't fit my narrative, so I'm not about about to bring all that. Uh, that, That's not what we're here for. Uh, You're the frequenter of facts. I'm the frequenter of my own truth. Um, all right, Ryan, I want to talk to you, brother. (laughs) I I, want to talk to you, brother. What do you think? Mike Tyson back in an AEW ring. Do you think there's any hypocrisy on Tony Khan's part by having Tyson be involved in his promotion? You talking to me? Because I couldn't hear you in the beginning Uh, there. I I am talking to you, young man. Do you you think there's any hypocrisy on Tony Khan using Mike Tyson? I mean, sure. 
I mean, I mean, I guess, yeah. But, I mean, we saw it coming. We knew he was coming back eventually. It was a big hit back then. <laughs> they take their shots against WWE, but then they fall up and do things that they go against. But that's just the business that we're in. I, I We know it's coming. It's just a matter of what is he going to do. Is he going for Jericho? Or is he going to team up with Jericho now? It's going to be intriguing to find out. Will he be the next member of the Pinnacle? Oh, boy. I can. Oh, that, the pinnacle would fall off the cliff if Mike Tyson was involved. Mr. Napper, I'm going to do you a cheer today, so let me ask you. Is there any, is, is there any hypocrisy in, in Tony Khan using Mike Tyson, who, again, if I'm taken out of the Loganity character for a second, Mike Tyson paid for his crime. He did his time. But I can all, you know, you, you, can, you can make a claim that Hulk Hogan's may, may, paid for a price, too. And other people that have said that he has said that he won't really mess with or deal with. Is there any hypocrisy by Tony Khan using Mike Tyson? I really don't think there is. Um, I can understand where you're going with where you're going, but the paying for his crimes has also been a longer process. I mean, then really the Hogan thing he, and everything else. So uh, he, Mike Tyson, I believe, what did two years? Two yeah. years in the penitentiary. Well, what I what I mean is that he has had to pay those dues a longer standing period. So I'm sure a lot of people think that he's well and made up for his crimes. Whereas the Hogan thing, yes, it's been a little while at this point, but it's still kind of fresh to people. And you know, maybe there it. <sighs> It also just kind of depends on the person because, you know, as, mu- as much as we harp on the Hogan thing, you know, for what he said, people just don't like him. Uh, yeah, I get it. He was great for wrestling, but he's kind of an ass. He can be, absolutely. Kind of. Kind uh, of an ass. I, I was trying to be nice. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to work up to being nice, damn it. Well, well, we'll get you there. Uh, let's, let's As I scream at you. Uh, yeah, I know, Dan. Don't, don't get me started. Uh, let's go ahead and segue. Ryan mentioned one Chris Jericho. And, of course, i got to go back to, to Father Jason McCarthy Sr. Chris Jericho going to be on the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Woo. Austin. I believe that'll be night two after WrestleMania, after night two, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, i got to start with you because you are the king of the Jericho-holics. What are your thoughts, Chris Jericho, uh, back on the WWE Network on Peacock? Pretty surprising, if you ask me. Uh, you know what? I was surprised, too. But I am, like, through the roof for this. This is going to be so legit. There's not a lot of times where you'll get Stone Cold and Jericho in the same place to actually talk real shit. Because, you know, they... They didn't do a lot outside of the company, basically, when Jericho won the Undisputed Championship. Other than that, they didn't do a lot together. And then outside of the company, I don't think they've ever really done anything together. I think this is going to be ridiculously legit. It's the whole reason why I'm getting Peacock. I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious. I want to watch WrestleMania, but still. Right. It solidified my decision. Big Stevie C says, uh, Tyson is irrelevant. They aren't putting a dent in standard to deliver. Uh, McCarthy, you replied. I got to tell you, I don't know. I don't know if, if NXT wins the, the last ratings war with standard to deliver because people, as great as that card is, people just don't care about NXT. Like, I care about NXT. You care about NXT. Nabra cares about NXT. Uh, but 
people, the casual fan just doesn't give a damn about NXT. So we'll see. On, I don't. Ryan, do you care well, about NXT? Yeah, I care about NXT. I've watched oh, it. I'm real convinced. I'm, I'm real convinced. I'm sorry he left it's, you uh, out. He's he's being kind of grumpy today. Well, you you done calling Hogan an ass. We only been on the air for ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> Big Stevie C, do appreciate you as always. He's the one that hooked us up with Heel Turn Wrestling. You want to check him out every Sunday, but especially this Saturday and Sunday, he'll be going live right here on Heel Turn Wrestling before Mania. And look, he's much more analytical than I am. He's much more truthful than I am. He's much more unbiased than I am. Frankly, he's just better than I am. You be sure to check out Heel and Face Podcast right here on Hill Turn Wrestling Saturday and Sunday night. Wait, does he know it? I just told him. Well, back, back to like Steve's comment, like that's going to be a hard thing to decipher. Like because it's on a streaming service. Well, uh, streaming Wednesday, services really Wednesday don't is, tell us Wednesday how they choose on their ratings and everything else. Well, night one is not Wednesday, on. Well, night one's the on USA. Service. And on oh, USA. my mistake. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that can't be. That's all right. You make a few. Um, sometimes. It's all right. You may, sometimes. Uh, so, uh, but let's let's kick it around the horn, Mister King of the Hill. What do you think, Chris Jericho on Peacock, sitting down with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, I can't wait for this. I was genuinely excited for this news. I was hoping that it wasn't an April Fool's joke when I saw it come through because it did come through on April Fool's Day. But I am i can't wait to see it. The Broken Skull session is one of my favorite parts of the WWE Network, if not my favorite part besides getting the pay-per-views. So I'm intrigued to see what they're going to talk about. If Jericho is going to be able to talk much about AEW or if, if Vince is going to give them anything to talk about the new show. But... That's where it's going to be intriguing to see what Vince tries to lie, like stop them about what they can talk about, what they can't talk about. But outside I don't that, think I Vince wait. will. Well, because uh, he's cool Mr. with it. Gnarly he thought it was a great I, idea. I so why would he get in the way? Let, let, let me ask Apron. I can't wait to ask this question because I can't wait to see the look on his face. Is this the start of getting Chris Jericho back where he belongs in the WWE and admitting the AEW run is a bit of a failed experiment on his part? What in the hell? <laughs> Failed experiment. Go this ahead. is a great I'm talking to you. you yeah. I don't I don't, don't care. This is a <laughs> That was so cool. I was I've never muted him before. That's a lot of fun. Um Don't <laughs> <laughs> cheer you up. Yeah, it just that did. That did cheer me up. First off, no. No, could be. I'll 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 will keep him from having an aneurysm. No, that's not going to happen. Could happen. Um, <laughs> I. On one hand, I'm excited for this. I really am. I was blown away just like everybody else, and I have to say that I I don't think we're gonna get what we think we're gonna get. I really don't. I think we're going to get, you know, we're going to get a good show. It's going to be a good Broken Skull Sessions. Um, Chris and Stone Cold have always had pretty good back and forth. But as far as mentioning that much with AEW, you may get a little bit. I think you're going to get some. You, uh, you, I, I think they would be stupid not to because I think it benefits him coming over. It benefits both, so you have to you have to at least mention it. But as far as any like hard hitting questions, and um, 
I don't remember who CM Punk talked to about this, but he was on somebody's podcast. I think it was Renee. And he said, or maybe it was a, no, it was TMZ Sports. And he said point blank, you know, he doesn't think that they're going to ask any hard-hitting questions. Remember when Stone Cold always would come out? I asked the hard-hitting questions. He doesn't know what those are, but he asked the hard-hitting questions. I don't think we're going to get hard-hitting questions. We're just going to get two guys shooting the breeze talking about Jericho's career and how it's manifested in AEW. But that's as far as it goes. You know, I do think we need to tamper expectations some on this one. I have to agree with you. Granted, there is that he did... He'll ask the occasional tough question. The only time I've ever seen him ask and genuinely play, you know, hard-ass reporter was with Vince. Uh, and when he did the Stone Cold podcast back in the early days of the network. Anybody remember that episode? He did the Stone Cold podcast with Vince. Uh-huh. He Very played pretty hard-ass there. Other than that, he it's usually just kind of a reunion among buds. He'll ask a few questions, you know, uh... That are that are tough and hard to answer. A few of the few of the taker questions were a little tough uh, on both of the both those sessions. But yeah, I wonder if we get uh, a lot of talking to AEW. Probably not tons. I would at least I I at least hope they mention it some because it's the biggest uh, it's the biggest thing going in Jericho's career as we speak. Yes, let's talk about some things in the WWE and reminisce and have that nostalgia in good old days. But right now, Jericho's still an active performer each and every week. And that would be a disservice to AEW if he didn't uh, talk a little bit about them. If, if there's at least 20 minutes of AEW talk scattered throughout, then it's not a good deal for AEW. And that matters because he's an AEW talent. And frankly, again, the number, and we've gone in depth on this show on the numbers more than any show that I've come to see, uh, that I believe that AEW and WWE are two demographics, two different demographics. I know they used to say that in Monday Night Wars, and guess what it was? It was a load of malarkey. But the numbers bear out that NXT and AEW are two different, uh, you know, audiences compared to SmackDown and Raw. So I think he's got to give some AEW talk or else you're doing a disservice to Tony Khan, the company you currently work for. Napper, what are your thoughts on that real quick? Don't you think if they don't get into it some, it's a disservice? Because... Let's, let's be honest, they need to expand. They need to, they need to draw a few more eyes. You're, you're down to about 700000 a week and change. Well, Blatt and I just think it's, it's kind of poor business if they don't. Because at the end of the day, I, I think this is kind of proof that Vince doesn't care that much about the whole war thing. I, I, agree, I agree wholeheartedly. I think, uh, I think this says they're not a pimple on his ass as far as what he's concerned about. Maybe not. He's only concerned about money. I don't think he cares. He's lost that edge. I'll be the first to tell you my opinion. Vince McMahon has lost that edge. Vince cares about turning a profit. Yeah. Vince isn't a fighter anymore. Unless maybe he ever gets back in the corner again like he did with WCW. Then maybe he would be. But doesn't this prove that he's like, I don't give a damn about AEW? Yeah, as long as it makes me money, I don't really care. And this is going to make him money because it's good publicity. It sets up potential. And, you know, they, they've, we've already had this conversation. They threw, the, they threw it out there to work with AEW. Well, AEW threw it out to work with WWE. But the idea has already been thrown out there. I think we have gone and gone past the idea that these two companies have to feud with one another. We can actually get to a point 
where everybody works with everybody and wrestling feels like wrestling again. And we have a working, just, you know, I don't, I don't want to say territories because I don't think it would be the territories anymore. Well, I don't, I have to, I have to disagree with you. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Not with Vince. I think, I think even though he's over the war aspect of his life, he's still like, damn it, that's my exclusive talent. Why am I putting you over? You know, he's a, he's a selfish businessman. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a good business in his mind to go, oh, you're contractually obligated AEW or Impact or whomever. Why the hell are you on my TV? He only let ECW on his television because he felt bad for taking all Heyman's ideas and talent. But he doesn't he didn't feel bad for, you know, he doesn't feel bad for Tony Khan. If anything, if anything, no disrespect to Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes and all that, they, they've made that harder uh, to make it happen because they take continuous shots at the WWE, uh, most recently with the banning thigh slaps thing. Um, if anything, they make that harder, harder to open the ultimate forbidden door. Let's bring in McCarthy on this one. Um, number one, uh, do you think this opens up the possibility that we see Chris Jericho inducted into the Hall of Fame sooner than we thought? Number two, do you think this opens up a true working relationship between AEW and WWE, Mr. McCarthy? You have the floor. So I think it may um, get him into the Hall of Fame sooner because I know he never thought he'd get in after he left companies. Um, as far as opening the forbidden door, so to speak, not really. I mean, it's Vince. Once Vince is done running the company, sure. Triple H is on board with it. He's not like Vince McMahon. He's a wrestler by trade. He will work with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes in AEW, especially because a lot of his friends are in AEW. And that that's the first step to working with people. Like they wouldn't be working with Impact right now if they weren't if Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho weren't friends with Don Callis and the higher ups in, in Impact. It's the same thing with New Japan. If there wasn't already a friendly relationship, they wouldn't be doing this. And that's what it boils down to is, oh, yeah, we're cool. We're friends. Okay, let's let's try this out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But they're still rival companies. They're two completely different demographics. But like you said, Logan, in Vince's eyes, it's a rival company and he's not going to give them the time of day, really. This is more. Vince McMahon showing loyalty for loyalty. Chris Jericho did everything he was asked. He completed his contract, didn't ask for a release, didn't do any of that stuff. He did everything that was asked of him and went about his business and did something different. Vince McMahon doesn't hold a grudge against that. You you saw it with the big show. He congratulated Paul White for getting signed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's all about how you leave his company and at the end of the day how much money you made him too. That I think that's the main reason why we have Jericho on Stone Cold's podcast right now coming up on Sunday. The relationship he had with Vince, he still sings high praises of Vince McMahon. He just didn't like how he was being used in the company like a lot of guys that left for AEW. And he trusts Chris Jericho and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because they proved how good they were, and they made him a shit ton of money. No question, they they certainly did that. Uh, Ryan, I'm gonna let you have the last word on this one. Do you think this opens up any forbidden door? Uh, do you think this could signal any, uh, not trouble, but do you think this could could we see Chris Jericho back in the WWE sooner rather than later? 
I think that that door is closed. I don't think Jericho's coming back to wrestle for WWE again. I think he's going to finish his career in AEW. He's there now, and that's where he's going to be. He's happy there. I mean, you can just see it. He's, he's loving everything he's got going on there. But as for that forbidden forbidden door between WWE and everybody, other wrestling promotion, it's still not happening either until Vince is gone out of here. Like McCarthy and everybody else said here, that that is still a rival show to Vince. Yes, it's still interesting enough that Jericho's going to be on the Broken Skull session. We'll see how much, what happens all and what gets talked about on that podcast to see if there is potential for that door to get open a lot sooner than we think. But I think right now this is just a one-off and it's just got people's jaws dropped into the ground right now that this is actually happening. No one expected this to happen. And it'll be a nice little finish to the WrestleMania weekend right there. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going to do anything for these companies to work together, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd love to see it happening soon. But never see never. Ooh, yeah. Never say never. Never see never. Um, personally, I, I would, uh, just to just to aggravate McCarthy for a second, I hope this gets Chris Jericho back in the WWE ring sooner rather than later. That's where he should have his last match uh, in WWE and at WrestleMania sometime in the future. You know, that's 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 where it ought to be. Let's be honest. I mean, think about it. Dallas, Texas next year, hundred thousand people. Just just putting it out there. Uh, just putting it out there. All right, let's talk a little SmackDown, boys. Let's talk a little SmackDown. There was a street fight between Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. Uh, Mister King of the Hill, what do you think of this street fight? And uh, what do you think of the build? Of this match, as far as Edge, Roman, and all that goes, lay it on me, Mr. King of the Hill. Well, it was another great showing between these two. I mean, they've been the main event of SmackDown for multiple weeks now, but they I don't think these two can have a bad match together, no matter what the stipulation is at it. And as far as the buildup for the Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman match, I mean, this is probably the most exciting match on the Mania card. It actually has a story, too. As we've talked about, these three guys, we never expect really to see them continue their careers with everything they've each been be, been going with in their personal life. So, I mean, it's a great story just with that being said. And now you got they're building Daniel up just like we saw it back at WrestleMania 30 when he actually did take the title. So I'm hoping with as much hype that they put in behind Daniel Bryan that Mr. Hot Wheels here is correct that he's actually going to take the title. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Daniel get one more run here because the build that they're going with with Daniel here, he is just destroying everything in his path right now. So he's looking like an unstoppable force, and I, I'm loving everything about it. This is the most exciting. This is what's got me tuned in for Mania most of all. I have to agree with you. I hope to see Daniel Bryan as champ. I'll go to you, Hot Wheels. What do you think of the street fight? And what do you think of the, the run that Daniel Bryan is currently on as we, we head into the home stretch here? And I realized that I was muted. I thought the match was really good, really great. Um, as far as the buildup, you know, he, he said that I said it, but I don't know if I even really said it. I still kind of who said it. Really, you did. You and Jason. Actually, I think all of you did, except for me. So the problem is you're wrong. It, it might be, or I might be right. I still think this is Edge's mania to lose. And, you know, there's nothing against Daniel Bryan. I think he's on a great path, and I think that he's going to be involved in this whole storyline for a pretty good couple months to come. This isn't the end after WrestleMania for Daniel Bryan. 
But you just look at the promos and everything that Edge has done in the last two, three weeks. I, I can't help but feel that this is his moment still. Winning the Royal Rumble, turning heel, getting to actually go back into the character that made him pretty famous. I think this is all Edge. It's a great story for Daniel Bryan, but I don't know if you can really pull off two miracles on Bourbon Street. And I really don't see it happening. Nope, don't like that. that. McCarthy, what say you? (laughs) What? What say you, my friend? Um, I think it's Daniel Bryan's all the way. This whole buildup has brought, I don't think this was the original plan, but something magical happened when Edge and Daniel Bryan got involved with each other that these writers couldn't ignore. And I still think it's better long-term storytelling and gets you to SummerSlam if you give Daniel Bryan the title and then Reigns takes it back at SummerSlam. Daniel Bryan beats Edge. Like like I said, I said this last week, but we weren't able to air it. There were some technical issues. You know, Daniel Bryan beats Edge at WrestleMania, taking Reigns' title without Reigns losing. That way, Reigns stays strong regardless of the outcome. Adam Pearce denies a rematch request because, let's face it, Roman Reigns has been a real jerk to Adam Pearce for these past eight months. So that puts Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the entire summer until Roman finds his way back into the title picture and takes his place at the head of the table again at SummerSlam. Well, uh, history lesson, young folks. Sit down on, under old Uncle Loganity's tree. Uh, it's not cherry, it's not apple, it's just a tree. So history lesson. Anybody recall Batista, WWE Hall of Famer whenever he gets the time? Uh... It looked like he was going to win that sucker for WrestleMania 30 for a while. And plans changed. Something happened. I don't know. He had to go guard the galaxy or something. I have no idea. But it looked like he was going to be the winner. And fans went... Now, that's a really elegant answer, I know. To just go... (laughs) But, and I know there's no fans really involved here because we're living in the, you know, the Thunderdome era. Welcome to the Thunderdome. There's my weekly Vince impression, the first of many, I'm sure. Um, but Definitely many. But I, you're damn right, pal. <laughs> uh, but I personally you do. Are. I buy the rumor that for some reason to Vince, Edge looks old. Because, yeah, why... Spear versus Spear. You wanted to do it last year with Goldberg and Roman. And while I would argue that Goldberg is a bigger marquee name than Edge, he damn sure is not a better wrestler. He damn sure is not a better worker. He damn sure is not a better performer. He's not better than any other way except he's Goldberg as far as name goes. That's it. That's it. And so if you were willing to pull the trigger on that, you obviously have a, some sort of fat, you know, infatuation. I don't know if you're sitting there like a teenage girl waiting on the big crush to call you, but Vince has an infatuation with the spear versus spear. We get a spear here and we get a spear here, pal. So to not pull the trigger 
is really an oddity to me because obviously he wants to do it. That's This is now two straight WrestleManias where at least tentatively we've had Spear versus Spear. So obviously for some reason Vince is ready to flip out of his chair like Trish Stratus is doing a strip tease for Spear versus Spear. So, yeah, I buy Uncle Dave, Uncle DM, and no, I don't mean down in the DMs, as the young kids say. Dave Meltzer, I buy that rumor. For some reason, Edge looks old. I don't know. He's not a big buff guy like Goldberg. I, I, I don't understand why he looks old to Vince. Edge looks far better than Goldberg. Edge looks far better than Taker. Edge looks far better than Kane. Edge looks far better than every other person of his era that still pops in. Didn't look old to me. But... What we see and what those Botox-infused eyes of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon sees. You see those cheeks are getting higher by the year. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> and, and so I, I buy the rumor. I think Daniel Bryan's going to come in and swoop because for some reason, maybe it's the Sting-Hogan thing from Starrcade 97 where they, just don't, they didn't make Sting look ready for some reason. And yet they put the belt on him in Super Bowl two months later. Um, I don't understand that either, but that's called a tangent. So let me get back on course. And I, I think for some back reason, on track, I, I think for some reason, the rated R superstar has dropped the ball in Vince's eyes as far as how he looks. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I, I don't get it. I think it's the wrong call by Vince. I, I think it's absolutely emphatically wrong. Matter of fact, it's egregiously wrong to not just let this be spear versus spear. But it does create the better moment, Daniel Bryan, who could work circles around both of him on his worst day. So if the better guy wins, I guess we'll take it, even if it's one, even if it's more mucked up logic than I can even stand. Mr. McCarthy, are you starting to buy that for some reason Edge looks, Adam Copeland looks a little old to Vince? For so, like the, I, I just painted you the fact that Vince has wet dreams over over Spear versus Spear. So why did why the about change? Why the sudden about phase? He had a fastball, and then last second he changed his grip to a changeup. Happy baseball season. Why'd this happen? It's the same reason why it happened leading up to WrestleMania 30. You can't deny Daniel Bryan's greatness. It's like trying to deny Shawn Michaels' greatness. Like you just can't do it. He I'll, finds I'll find his way it. in because he's so good at everything he does. So you got to call an audible sometimes. Oh, wow. Thanks, Travis. I love you too, buddy. Like, Because, yeah, he loves the whole spear versus spear thing. But let's be honest. Kane looks old, and he used him no problem. Goldberg looks old. He used him no problem. Undertaker looked kind of old there towards the end. Used him no problem. And you hit the nail on the head. Edge is a better worker than Goldberg all the way around. Just bigger name recognition. I'm very proud of you putting your fandom away for a minute and, and spitting the facts. I love it. But yeah, I just think you just can't. It's just like WrestleMania 30. It was supposed to be Randy and Batista. And then, oh, damn. <coughs> Daniel Bryan shows up and plans change. And it's pro wrestling. This stuff happens all, not as much as it used to, but it happens a lot. I mean, Kofi got the title because of the fans. Daniel got it the first, the second time because of the fans. And I don't think it has anything to do with Dave Meltzer's assertion that he thinks Edge looks old. Because, again, I said this last week, but we weren't able to, to sh have the show on. 
he just go tell him to dye his damn hair. It's Vince McMahon. Well, it looks like he actually did that. Last Friday, it, it looked like his hair was dyed more than it usually has been the it last couple looked, weeks. It looked a little darker. Uh, word of the day, folks. Assertation. I like that one. <laughs> I like that word. We're going to go. So, Mr. King of the Hill, he, why did Vince, in your opinion, back off of the Spear versus Spear fantasy? I think, I mean, it's basically like McCarthy said. I mean, you can't deny what Daniel Bryan is doing. And Daniel Bryan is probably putting in some of the best work of his career, even this late in his career. I mean, the man is on fire. He's delivering phenomenal main event matches on SmackDown week in and week out with Jey Uso. I mean, he put on a clinic with Roman Reigns at Fastlane. He did his thing in the Elimination Chamber. So, I mean, Daniel Bryan is just on a roll. I think it has nothing really to do with Edge's um, age or what whatnot. I think it's just... They had no plans for Daniel, and then this is just a great story. It's WrestleMania 30 almost all over again here with Daniel Bryan. And we're probably going to get a Daniel versus Edge right after Mania, pending one of these two takes the title from Roman at Mania. So I think it's more or less they didn't have a plan for Daniel, and Daniel's on the top of his game right now. We shall see. All right, let's move to another guy on top of his game. Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you here. Cesaro came face-to-face with the SmackDown savior, Seth Rollins, ahead of WrestleMania. What do you think of this segment? What do you think of this match? Talk to me. The segment really didn't do much for me. I felt like Cesaro was trying a little too much there with those puns that he usually does. Look, these two don't really need to speak about the match. These two can go out there and they can deliver a five-star match. I'm so excited for the match between these two. I can't wait for that. But these two don't need to be talking about it. Just let them go out there and fight. There's, I mean, this is because he spun him around and embarrassed him on TV. Is that why we're getting a match? But outside of that, the build for this match hasn't been that great for me. But knowing that these two are going to wrestle at Mania, that's good enough for me. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to see these two go down at Mania. Mr. Napper, what say you? I kind of thought the segment was kind of stupid and hokey. Like... It's nice that they gave Cesaro a moment to talk. And, you know, we've kind of missed out on that quite a bit over the last couple of years. And so we got to see his personality a little bit, but I almost think we saw a little bit too much of his personality. And, like, we started treating this as a joke. I want to see a more serious Cesaro. I want to see a guy that wants to kick the crap out of Seth Rollins for embarrassing him, for beating his ass. I want to see Cesaro want to go out there and kill Seth Rollins. Not figuratively, or not literally, but figuratively. But, you know, we're not getting that with Cesaro. We're getting the jokey kind of, you know, having fun Cesaro. Yay. The king is winning. Yeah. If we're going to have him in any potential spot to to go towards the universal title, this is not the guy. The guy was the Swiss cyborg that could basically beat the crap out of everybody and proved it every single week. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be a good match. Once we get to the match, that's going to go away for a little bit. But if this is the way they're going to keep treating him from a promo standpoint, I don't like it. I don't know why, but I just I think it's a little bit too jokey. I think they need to make let he needs to be a little bit more serious. 
in order for me to take him serious. I don't mind being jokey and having stuff like that. That's fine. That's his personality. But if they're going to give you the microphone in a time where they don't usually give you the microphone, cut your best promo. That was not his best promo. Especially leading up to Mania. That that just made it a joke to me. What about you, Mr. McCarthy? Thoughts on this Cesaro situation? So you guys are like half right. Like that promo was terrible, but um, you're putting all the onus on Cesaro. You do remember that in WWE, writers write these promos for 90% of the roster, right? The writers are presenting him this way. Yeah, if but that's Cesaro shit. was allowed to give his own promos and his words at some point that can't be an excuse though at some point that can't be an excuse so 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 it has to be an excuse because he's doing what is asked of him from his boss no his boss wants him to go out there and do whatever he wants and see if it works he should but he doesn't Right now, that Drew you McIntyre know of, is the only one. Everybody else always says that he that. goes out there and tells everybody that they need to grab that brass ring and do what they think they should do. Everybody has said that of Vince. The only people that haven't are the writers. The writers are right to a party of one. Vince McMahon laughed and they gave it to him. They said, Here, say this. Every time a badass wrestler says something hokey and out of place, it's from the writers. Every that's single right. time. Then that's and on Cesaro for not trying to ad lib. Oh, sometimes they just got to go against the grain. Like, it doesn't work like that in WWE anymore. It's not the attitude era where you can just go say whatever you want and get a high five from Vince in the back. It's not like that anymore. Vince is firing. Not by everybody else's anything. account. Everybody else says it is for the most part. Who? Maybe not Who? completely. Who? Everyone else, but not completely. Who? Stop defending the writers that write to a company. I'm not defending the writers. I'm saying that the writers should be meaningless in this whole situation. The writers don't mean squat anymore. The yeah, writers are. They they do. That's why I'm not. They write the show. They write the promos for a vast majority of the roster. Cesaro has not been given the chance to earn Vince's trust to cut his own promos. But, oh, it's Cesaro's fault. Sorry. See, I'm not blaming Cesaro. I'm blaming the writers because I said the whole build-up to this match was bad. That's on the writers. These two are doing what they have to try and make this a match, and I can't wait to see them put it on in the ring. But as for the build-up that they have been given, it's really bad. And I wasn't so, blaming Cesaro either. I agree with Ryan. The build-up is the problem. But at the same time, if we're going to break down that promo, I do put a little bit of blame on Cesaro for it. Not all of it, but a little bit. Yes, the writers do write the promo for them, and they have to go out there and try to memorize it. But there is a little bit, there is a portion of that where he's got to make it his own. They give him the, the cliff notes He's got to go out there and make it his own. We keep talking about the writers as if they, you have to say this word for word. You don't. They have said that countless times that you don't have to do it. Now, there's a lot of wrestlers that do, and then they bury themselves into a hole. 
but they have to be the ones to go out there, take what they're given, and turn it into gold. Does it suck because a lot of times what they're writing is crap? Sure. But at the same time, you have been in this business for a very, very long time. You should know at this point, even if you haven't gotten the opportunities to do it, how to take that promo and turn it into gold. To me, he didn't do that. That promo was jack crap. How are you going to turn that into gold? Stone I know Cold plenty Steve of people Austin that can find a way. That bullshit of a written promo into gold. Well, there are plenty Ray of talkers that here. could. There are plenty of wrestlers that could, and you know that. Yeah, swing puns. Stone Cold Steve Austin could have turned around swing puns. Yes, Get yes. Yes. yes, yes. No, he could. Yes, Hold he could have. Hold on. Let me. Let's. At some point, you talk about me putting my fandom away for Goldberg, and I did that for half a second. You got to put your fandom of Cesaro away for a second. Stone Cold would have made it work. They gave him a hokey, let's be honest, I'm going to say it. They gave him a hokey, shitty segment last year with Byron Saxton, and you know what? That was the most entertaining thing on Raw that night. It was a horrible segment, and he made it work. Now, is it something we're going to talk about in the annals of history? No, but he went out there and... What was it best? A D minus idea, and he made it a C and got that GPA up a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that Cesaro is stone cold. Nobody is. But on some part, like Cesaro's been in this company a long time. He couldn't even make the Heyman Halo work. Maybe he just doesn't have that much charisma. Maybe he's the 2021 version of Lance Storm, which means, guess what? He's a popcorn fart and nobody cares. Maybe. Just think about that. I'm glad he can go work and, and, and thrill everybody that likes to go work, but maybe he has the charisma of a vacuum. Who knows? He's been in the company a long time. He is not a rookie. Is it a crappy segment, a crappy promo? Yes, absolutely. There's too many. I don't give a damn what soap opera wants to write. Go, go watch General Hospital in a corner somewhere and screw yourself. I don't care. But chicken salad, chicken salad. Chris Jericho would have made it work. Doing, think about on paper, the festival of friendship. That is stupid. But he makes it work to the point it's one of the best modern day stuff in history. Maybe Cesaro is just a B-plus player. Let's consider that. Napper, last word. I mean, he made the list popular. Yeah, you're going to get it. That's like That was Jericho's last big slogan in WWE, and they use it for the, the hype of the network. Because he was a, invested look, he's a great in it. Wrestler, he was involved he like in the process of creating it. He has none. No charisma. I, I have more charisma in my peaky toe, my crooked, crippled, cerebral palsy infested toe, than he does. As far as charisma Now goes, you're just being a, egregious because he's cut way better promos than that crap was on Friday night. What'd you say, Jason? I said he's cut better promos than that. Chris Jericho got that stuff over because he believed in it. Stone Cold Steve Austin got that stuff over because he believed in it. They were involved in the process. Not everybody gets that leeway back there. Like, do you guys listen to anything but the big names? Like, do you listen when the New Day talks they had to hide in a freaking back corner of an arena and make it a relationship with a writer to get over? Or do you guys just listen to the Cornets and the Bully Rays and take their word as gospel? No, like, I've also listened to other other young superstars that have actually said that it has not been that hard. Yeah, you know, there's a guy that certainly knows what it's like 
Look, these are guys, that, and this is Vince's fault. This, the, it's, it's, it is a, it is a culture of walking on eggshells. So he has created a bunch of gutless turds as wrestlers. They're a bunch of gutless turds because they're afraid to lose their job. And so there's, it's a catch twenty two. Is it on Vince? Absolutely, it is. And AEW should be applauded for not handcuffing wrestlers like they're in some sort of kink strip tease. I agree with you. But it's also on the wrestlers because have the faith in yourself, have the balls, have the intestinal fortitude to take a chance and go, you know what, if this fails, hell with it. Then fire me. I'll go to AEW and I'll show this damn company that I'm the best thing there is. John Moxley's certainly doing that. He took, he, he was working with a plant and now he's one of the best world champions AEW's ever going to have in their history. And that's Think about one, it. That, that's one reason why this shouldn't, this hopefully is not a conversation anymore in the next two years. Because at this point, there is no more excuses. Yes, you are still performing for an audience of one in Vince. But guess what? You should still have the, as you put it, the intestinal fortitude. The balls. The balls to go out there and try to fa- try to fail. And, you know, I mean that in the sense that do what you feel is best. If Vince doesn't like it, like you just said, I can go to AEW, I can go to Impact, I can go to Ring of Honor, I can go to New Japan. And you might not make as much money as you're making right now, but can you survive and live in a nice house and be fed? You're damn right. There's there more are options for wrestling than ever. There's options now. And so, the, you know, yes, the writing sucks. But we should also get back to a point where they don't care if the writing sucks. Go out there and do what you think would be best. And whatever happens, happens. Because now you have options to make what you think is best happen somewhere. Final example, then we have to move on. Uh, Shawn Michaels took that hokey Larry King ripoff promo on Hogan, where he just was Hulk Hogan, essentially. How bad is that on paper? But look at Napper. He remembered it with such fondness. And on paper, that has got more crap than a poison Chipotle meal. It's awful. It's awful. You got Look, I know the writers suck, McCarthy. You're right. They need to get the hell out of the business. And if Vince can't write the damn show himself anymore, then step down. But since they're not in the business, chicken salad out of chicken crap. There's things we have to deal with in life. You have to deal with it your job. They guess what you do because you're a professional and you're great at what you do. You make it work. I have seen you have complaints. The guess what? But you go in there and you do your job and you make it work. And people are proud to work around you and proud to have you on this show and proud to work with you in personal and professional life because you're a professional. There's plenty of things that suck about every job. They got to go make it work. They get paid enough money to do so. Do you want to be a promo guy? You know, I I said every line right. Or do you want to be remembered? Because how you get remembered is you you go get color at WrestleMania 13 with Stone Cold and Bret Hart, and they weren't even supposed to. And yet that's the lasting image of that match. All right, I'm done. Um, just, just some history lessons there, young folks. Gotta love this show. Really, really do. Uh, lastly on SmackDown, then we gotta take a break because there's a big announcement. Uh, last on SmackDown, Nigerian drum fight. McCarthy, help me. I know I asked you this around this time last year. You know, I said, what the hell is a boneyard match? So this year's version of that is... What the hell is a Nigerian drum fight? McCarthy, help, please? Um, I'm not not sure. Hold on, wait. I'm going to Google Nigerian drum 
and try to give you an idea. All right, buddy. Hold on. Let's see here. Nigerian drum. So probably can't see. Yeah, my green screen messed it all up. So they're really tall wooden drums. So here's what I envision. A whole bunch of these around the ring. Mm -hmm. Maybe one in the center of the ring like a ladder match. And they are going to beat the crap out of each other and hit each other with Nigerian drums and that's that and have a match around that that that's the only thing i can think of i don't think it's going to be cinematic like how um the boneyard match was but i not 100% sure what this is about to be Right. I'm intrigued because I think they can work they work well together, but I don't know, man. Ryan, what the hell is a Nigerian drum fight? Uh, your guess is about as good as mine here. I think they're gonna go the route and let us down. They're gonna have a bunch of those Nigerian drums around the ring and have people just like beating on the drums the whole match. <laughs> I'd almost get into that. That might be legit. Yeah. I, I mean that's that could be exactly what we get going Wait a minute, on here. That might not fit the uh, pra- the standards and practices of Peacock. Hold on. That could be really a fit. That is true. That is true. But, that I mean, get- he's Nigerian, so it might be okay. I mean, apparently Hulk Hogan fits their standards and practices, so that's all right. Uh, it could get erased from the history right afterwards. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty That's Frankly, I hope you're being facetious. Uh, <laughs> Uh, look, mm. I don't know what it is. Do you have any thoughts on Nigerian drum fight before we move along? I'm excited for it. I'm intrigued, like Jason said. It's kind of weird. I don't know whether I hate or love this new character with Apollo Crews. I I don't entirely hate it. At the same time, I don't entirely love it. To me, it is a little bit hokey. That seems to be our word of the day. It's a little weird, but at the same time, it's personality with him, and that's that's something we've been kind of praying that we would get out of him. And then he just took that and went full bore and said, "You know what? I'm going to be Nigerian now," yeah. which I mean, he is, but still, like that, it's, it's just been weird. I, I love it and hate it all at the same time, and I don't know how to feel. But this is how wrestling does to me. Oh, by the way, in two weeks I've learned. Let's move on to our last SmackDown segment, and then we gotta take a break, and then I'm gonna yell at McCarthy about Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> two weeks I've learned. Here's what Logan Paul's famous for. Oh, Logan Paul's a YouTuber, has a great kids following, but he's mostly famous for, and he got kind of canceled for it for a few years. He went to Japan, and in Japan, there's something. And if you're, if your kids are watching this, is a little squeamish, okay? I'm going to be frank about it. This is a little squeamish. There's a thing called the suicide forest in Japan where, unfortunately, people go and get it, right? He went into said forest, and he filmed in there, and he filmed a dead body, which is really pretty egregious. He got cancer for that, and so that is what, to the grand majority of people... That aren't children. <laughs> Logan Paul is famous for. And that guy. Is going to wrestle me. That guy is going to be the guest of honor on Peacock Standards and Practices. Uh, WrestleMania 37. 
So just to put that in perspective, Hulk Hogan and Logan Paul are going to be on the same show, host, you know, WrestleMania 37, presented by Snickers. And Bad Bunny. They should be so damn proud. Uh, Bad Bunny. There's actually rumor that Gronk's coming back, too. Um, come on home, Tyson. I mean, you might as well just... <laughs> We're we're talking about Tyson. (laughs) Yes, he went into this forest where, unfortunately, people perish. Try to put that as gently as I can. Good luck. You did a pretty good job. And he thought it would be humorous. 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 To go in there and film, and then he ended up filming like a dead body or two. Because it's, like, famous for this unfortunate reason. Yeah. And that is just disgusting. I hate people. Now, it's been, like, three years or whatever. I've I mean, I love that. you, Loganites, but I hate people. Well, Loganites aren't people. They... they. That's true. I mean... Look, they can't be if they're watching this show. We're more dangerous than a juggalo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Standards and practices. Yay. How do y'all feel about that news, Ryan? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you. Uh, that that guy's going to be at WrestleMania. Any thoughts on that? That guy. That guy who willingly did that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... It's got me shocked that Peacock's letting it come on there because, I mean, I didn't know too much about Logan Paul coming into this, but, yeah, with all that stuff that he did, I'm shocked that Peacock's going to allow him on there because I don't know if he's done anything to like try and recover his name and character about everything he's did but so this is shocking but again i just wish these celebrities would stay out no more bad bunny no more logan paul i just wish they would stay away and stay, stay out of the ring stay far far away uh mr mccarthy you're the frequenter of facts the purveyor of parental decency and most days and uh, what do you think <laughs> of what do you think of logan paul after after i i did a little i, I went on the google I did some research as to why this man's, like, really famous. Turn, like, he's a famous YouTuber. Like, he has a great YouTube channel and made a lot of money off that first. Yeah. But then to the rest of the world that isn't a kid's demographic, he did that not-so-cool kind of yucky thing. Uh, yucky. That could be a word of the day. Yucky. Yucky. <laughs> uh, Mr. McCarthy, what are your thoughts on that guy is going to be at WrestleMania? And- <laughs> I don't know if he's had damage control, image repair. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dig that far. So I'm not trying to attack the character of a fellow Logan, but <laughs> McCarthy, and a fellow Ohioan. Don't forget that. But McCarthy. Well, I mean, it, okay. Yes, everybody, come on around. Next thing you know, we'll be like, "Hey, Charles Manson, fellow Ohioan." Uh, <laughs> but Mr. McCarthy. <laughs> Oddly enough, I'm pretty sure they're both from Cincinnati. <laughs> and so is Marilyn Manson. So, boy, what a what a fun. What's in the water? What's in the chili in in Cincinnati? As I wear my respect Cincinnati T-shirt. I guess I can't say we are family. That would take a whole new turn. Now that we brought up Uncle Charlie. Um, <laughs> Aren't you glad we're not really associated with Screw on Air anymore? <laughs> I mean, we are cross-posting to them, so hi! 
But yes, I mean, yes. We are presenting. We, we are providing educational if material. You're upset by that. Give them a call. When I say give them a call, I mean give him a call. We, we would like to know that we do. The views followed on this show do not represent score on air. And we really should put a disclaimer on. Oh, I immediately should. But Good we, job, Travis. We appreciate them for letting us use this studio and cross posting with them. Yes. But yeah. Because you still have this much studio time. Yeah. They're going to regret that. Yep. Hope Adam ain't watching this episode. Uh. <laughs> uh Mr. McCarthy, what do you think of that fellow? That loud fellow gonna be at WrestleMania. So, um, I'll put it this way: I didn't care about him before the Suicide Forest incident, and now you don't I care for him. Care even less after. But I will say, the only mistake he did make in that scenario was showing the dead bodies. That was disrespectful as hell. Because I'm interested in some of this macabre stuff. So I've done some research and watched some shows on said forest. It's really dense. The wind makes all kinds of weird noises. Like, I'm I'm not going into the crazy stuff. But, like, sometimes people just get lost in theories are that, that... the noises cause people to go crazy because they've been lost in there for a week and that is the cause of a lot of the suicides I'm not diving into the whole like ghost and goblins and alien nonsense but like scientifically speaking it's in a bowl basically it's a dense forest that you can't (laughs) really get you can get lost in very easily and as the wind comes down from the mountains it creates howls and wails and all kinds of other stuff that sound has been proven to drive people a little crazy. And that, my friends, is the educational minute on To the Turnbuckle with Jason Bruiser McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, so would- or they could just watch To the Turnbuckle and they'll get driven to that anyway. Uh, we would like to announce our, our, our next podcast venture, To the Turnbuckle Paranormal Stories. <laughs> yes! <laughs> really going to be a great, great time. <laughs> Gonna be a great, great time. Uh, I shouldn't have put my chair this low for the sake of the funny, but I did. <laughs> I am so low right now, guys. I am so, so low. Oh, how low can you go? Well, enough to have back pain. Um, so, yeah, that guy's gonna be rush me. And with that, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we have an announcement about an actual podcast that is not getting started, but let's say getting restarted. Perhaps an almost like an engine's gonna get fired here real soon. Yeah. Yes. Uh so break when we come back we will announce that and uh, then we'll get an AEW and leave all the forest alone and I wanna personally say before we go to break because I'm learning new things about McCarthy that <laughs> I would like to humbly apologize and tell you that Chris Jericho is the greatest wrestler that's ever lived. Please don't attack me. Please don't come for my house. And I don't have children, but if I did, that I know of. Um, please, please, my my animals are my children, so you you you're welcome to come over and pet them. But I will be creating a shrine to Chris Jericho starting tonight. I apologize. I'm glad you see the light <laughs> through your darkness, yes, sir. With that, let's take embrace the vision. With that, let's take a little break here. When we come back, special announcement regarding. And you, you gentlemen and you, Mr. King of the Hill. When we come back, we will we have an announcement and then we'll talk done. We're out of here. 
Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Proudly presented by the fine folks at Bruiser Nation Productions. Fudge Nuggets. Oh, oh Fudge Nuggets. Fudge. fudge Nuggets, we have merch. Mr. McCarthy, tell the folks where they can get some fine Bruiser Nation slash to the turnbuckle merchandise. So if you visit BruiserNationProductions.kin, that's K-I-N, dot com, it'll take you to the official merch page of Bruiser Nation Productions. And as you said, Logan, we got to the turnbuckle, tees, hoodies, jackets, pillows, shoes, pillows, and 
even pillows. And we will have some Red Flag and Buckeye Bro merch up as well, probably within the week. I just need some more logos and more catchphrases from you fellows. Don't worry. I'll make some shoes for you guys, too. It's fine. Don't worry. I need, I need extra wide shoes because I'm handicapped and I have a wide foot. I don't know. I'll have to check the size differential on the website. Just, I don't decide the sizes. I just design the stuff, <laughs> and then they make it when you order it, and they send it to you. Uh, it's a really you? good startup business process because I don't have to buy a whole bunch of bulk stuff, and fingers crossed that I sell it. You and, ruined our surprise. And McCarthy, yeah. go ahead and put the link to the merch in the comments there. As we, you got it. As we take a second and you squandered the surprise, you stupid son of my mom. Can uh, I still play what did it? I, do? I yeah. still play it. Breaking news, boys and girls. Uh, let's just say we're back. Wave your red flag, my friend. Don't we have a teaser to give them? We do. Go ahead. Enjoy. <laughs> Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Bruiser Nation Productions proudly brings to you its NASCAR podcast of the world with Loganity, Logan Morris, the King of the Hill, Ryan Hill, and the hottest wheels in podcasting, Travis Napper, the Red Flag Podcast. That is right. Uh, the news is out. The Red Flag Podcast is returning April 19th, 5 to 6. That is a Monday, so we're hoping for no rain in Richmond. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No kidding. We're upset to be alive, Richmond, watch along. And uh, I will be taking uh, taking back uh, my place as as uh, just just anchor analysis. Uh, hosted this incarnation, I believe, is going to be encoded by... Ryan, King of the Hill, talk to me. Ryan, we're back. We are back, boys. I cannot wait to get back in there and talk to you guys about NASCAR each and every Monday at 5 to 6. And, mm -hmm. you know, ruffle your guys' feathers a little bit there because, you know, Team Pinsky's coming for that championship that you guys took away from us last year. So I can't wait to get back in there and just talk some NASCAR with you boys. It's been such a long time. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. The countdown is on. He uh, sounds like such a whiner, doesn't he? Yeah. We're going to tell Ryan why he's wrong. Um, <laughs> we're going to tell him why he's wrong. Thanks. Uh, I want to personally say thank you to these two gentlemen for making 5 to 6 work. 
And I'm going to tell them why I want to do 5 to 6. Simple. A lot of night games start about 6.40 these days. And yeah. And I was like, man, I really like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we do have an obligation to this show, so we can't go too late because we got to watch. We have to watch the Catherine show. Oh, we got to. Uh, which means with baseball back, my nights are longer now. Which means right after the game, I go right up, catch that last hour raw. And then, right after at 11 o'clock, I get about two more hours of professional wrestling. So each and every Monday, I'll be up at least until about 2 a.m. watching professional wrestling because I love you. Yeah. So we can't wait. Red wait, flag no, comes was... back April 19th. That'll be right before Talladega. And you know I've got a wild prediction up my sleeve. Well, that's why we had to we had to have that be the start date because I got to hear all your wild and crazy wacky things again because I've missed it. Oh uh, yes, Bruiser Nation Productions and Mr. McCarthy, thank you for giving us the platform. Uh, yeah, yeah, we not worthy. We're not worthy, Mr. McCarthy. He is Bruiser Nation, folks. Look, he's a minister. He's a father. I don't mean a rabbi. I mean actual father. Uh, and he, and Give him time; he he might get there. Yes, uh, yes, the the the, the sugar. But uh, anywho, uh, anywho, anywho. Uh, but yes, thank you, Mr. McCarthy, for giving us the platform to talk. Have one hour to talk NASCAR craziness each and every Monday, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions. And speaking of uh, Bruiser Nation Productions, McCarthy, take this time and tell the folks about the flagship show. Abrugination Productions. You have the floor, my beautiful father. Oh, you must be talking about the Bruce Cruz podcast, the only podcast to bring you pro wrestling for your ears. Last week, we covered the main event, Group B of Night 15 of the G1 Climax 30 tournament, which was, oddly enough, Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay. And no, I did not plan that to coincide with their title match that happened on Sunday evening afternoon but it was one hell of a matchup Every, all you Loganites go check it out you can find us on Spotify Anchor, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts, the BruiserNationProductions.com website it's everywhere, it's on our Twitter page and our Facebook page it's you can't everywhere. not find it absolutely it is in fact everywhere, uh, just a note to the Loganites, to the buckleheads if you will uh, McCarthy did, did the, I like that. The, I like that. The uh, merch link is now in the comments of this stream, so go ahead and hey, get yourself some to the turnbuckle merch, some Bruiser Nation production merch. Look, folks, we only can grow this podcast as much as you allow us. So please buy some merch, rep the team, and hey, if something doesn't fit your narrative, go ahead and buy a damn T-shirt because <laughs> never, 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 my friends. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, that's that is so we've about plugged everything um, except butts, but we're we're good to go. We are good. We are set. We are happy, happy people. Everything, happy, happy, happy. everything has been plugged. All holes have been filled with love, and we are set to continue talking about. You've been dying to say that, haven't you? For like a long time. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> None. All right, let's talk AEW, and of course, uh, there's only one man that puts the AEW in awesome, and that's Mr. Matt Daddy McCarthy. Debatable. Uh, that's his OnlyFans name. Uh, <laughs> and Mr. McCarthy, Christian Cage defeated Frankie Kazarian in what felt like a flashback to 
TNA 2005. Give me your thoughts on this matchup that kicked off Dynamite. I thought it was a good match. They did all the little things right. I mean, did Christian look exhausted? Sure he did. But he also hasn't been in the ring in seven years. And I will attest that you can do all the cardio in the world. But just like football players say, there's no sh- you can't get into game shape without playing in the games. It, the same goes for professional wrestlers. There's, there's no making up for ring shape. You can practice matches all you want. You can spend a month every day in the ring. It's not the same thing when you're out there in front of a crowd and actually trying to put a legit match together. It takes a lot. But with that said, it told a good story. It called back to a lot of their old stuff in TNA. And it furthers Frankie Kazarian a little bit because I think he's might be – Going a little Scorpio Sky here and about to turn heel eventually, like because he's got this whole you know the next time SCU loses they break up. Scorpio Sky seems to have already left SCU, maybe not in an actual like breakup process, but he's broke out on his own mm-hmm. and doesn't do as much with them. And I think this is going to start to be the catalyst of Frankie going a little bit heel on us. A little bit heel. I love I love a little bit heel. Uh, Ryan, I want to go to you. Didn't you think Christian looked a little rusty after seven years? Uh, what did you think of the match? I thought, I mean, for the most part, Christian looked really good. I mean, sure, he had to dust off the rust, but, I mean, he was in the Royal Rumble just a couple months ago. He was there for what it, what it was worth. But overall, I think this was a great match to bring Christian back in AEW. Him and Kazarian, they have that, that um, chemistry back in TNA. So, I mean, this was great. Christian took the bumps. Sure, he looked tired, as McCarthy said. But, I mean, he almost went the time distance for a second. I was wondering if that's how they were going to end this match with the time, time running out. But, you know, everything looked good. Christian took the bumps, as I said. I was rather impressed with this first real technical match in about in seven years here. So take back all, so far, I'm taking back the bad things I said about him when he first came out and he was the Hall of Fame worthy talent signing that we had. So Christian looked really good to me. Oh, you're not helping us, Ryan. You can't take it back. It doesn't help us. I didn't take t-shirts. it back. Look, here's what you do. You don't take it back because it doesn't fit your narrative. And if you want, if you want a doesn't fit your narrative to the Turnbuckle T-shirt, McCarthy, where can they go? BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. I still got to get the men's version of that doesn't fit my narrative shirt up. But there is a women's version up. I'll get the men's version up tonight. You'll get the men's version up tonight. I will be, I'll be adding to cart a la cart. <laughs> if I get that shirt, Logan, are you going to get it too? See, it's a thing. Buy it for it? Peyton. She Hold yelled on. at me for not having enough to the turnbuckle merch up. I know. Get it for Peyton. I know. I'll tell you, she was, she was mad. She was mad. She she wants she wants uh, more women's sizes and all that sort of thing too. She's she wants colors. I'll tell you, she. I'm gonna just give her your number and you guys talk because she's got ideas. I I can't decide on colors. They have all kinds of sizes, but I don't pick the colors. Can you change the font on it too? Maybe. Because yeah, my girlfriend I, said she'd get it if it was in a different font. What font what does she want? There's what only font like seven she, fonts. Right, that I don't know. She, Forget she wasn't a fan of the font, Let's but she did like merch. the shirt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling attacked. Ryan, 
What is your girlfriend's what? name? Jesse. Right. What thought does Jesse want McCarthy needs to know? <laughs> I, I'll have to ask her tonight. No, text her right now. We live in <laughs> we live in 2021. She doesn't respond to anything. But I will text her, and if she responds, I will let Cop you know out. throughout the show. I was going to say that was egregious, but yeah. Oh, this is, uh, I mean, it's just sanctimonious at this point. Well, next week, we will update you on the thought wars of To the Turnbuckle. <laughs> Uh, we will update you on where we stand on getting a different font for uh, the It Doesn't Fit My Narrative to the Turnbuckle T, which I think is going to be a hot seller by the time I get done with you. Give me six weeks, boys. Give me six weeks. Uh, because, look, I'm going to buy two, and then maybe I get one free. Um, that's how that works. <laughs> well, because I you got to have the a rules. nice... See, here's, here's my philosophy on T-shirts. you got to have a nice you know, going out shirt, right? Yeah. But if you want your going out shirt to also be your comfy shirt, you know, where you're hanging out and, I don't know, eating some chicken wings and ribs and getting some barbecue sauce, you can't have that. So why not get two or three of those shirts that way? All right, I got a comfy version. All right, I got a going out version. And all right, I got a taking it off for certain things version. Um, hey, hey. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hop, hop. Oh, yeah. Hop, hop. Though I personally uh, find I'd like to file on, a complaint against the WWE because, look, they talk about always being inclusive, right? Don't be a bully and all that. Yeah. They, they care, you know. I don't, I like hey, hey, ho, ho better. I mean, I know it's been some women around yeah. Christmas time, but I like hey, hey, ho better. Let me tell you why. Because I have cerebral palsy and I, therefore, cannot hop. And that is offensive. <laughs> That is egregious. That is wrong. And he is not being facetious. Not at all. And the fact that anyone would think I was being facetious would be just egregious. Uh, that is absolutely wrong. And it's, if you've stuck around with this show for the last 10 minutes, <laughs> you're a saint. But I'll tell you who's not a saint. Vince McMahon, I can't believe you would have him hop when I can't hop. I defend you egregiously. To the point that people think it's facetious. <laughs> and yet, you have people hop. I really need to figure out how to get that counter on our stream so that people can Yeah, see. you do. And you guys thought I was crazy, but aren't those words so fun to say? But I'll tell you what's really crazy, how egregious it is. <laughs> oh, they have him hopping around when I can't hop. Ryan, you and I are going to protest. I figure I'll make the noise. Let's do it. You carry the fence. Could the picket sign? You'll be out. There. We'll be out there in Stanford. Uh, we'll put the we'll put the egregious we'll, we'll put egregious on the front and a uh, Bruiser Nation Productions logo on the back for promotion's sake. And I'm gonna bring a oh, can of spray paint to Stanford. I'm gonna go look. We're making the Bruiser Nation Productions logo. You think you can draw that up? Uh, yeah. You think you, how about you, Ryan? <laughs> you a good artist? You good artiste? No, I can barely do stick figures. Play alone every now and again. It's called being facetious. How, All right. How can he barely do stick figures? It's a joke, Travis. Come on. Uh, God, Travis, he was being facetious. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Jeez. Stop being so serious all the time, Travis. So, Who are you, Landstorm? I got an update for you, McCarthy. So The font doesn't look too bad, but the letters are just huge. That's fair. All right. All right, so you can work on that, McCarthy. Uh... This this adjourns our designer meeting <laughs> live on to the turnbuckle.
Adjourns. That's a nice word, too. Adjourns. Isn't it, See, it's designed that way so anyone can read it, even the visually challenged. Old people eyes matter. Yes. Um, <laughs> they sure do. Uh, I, hey, I got old people eyes, and I'm not even that old. Let's talk about more wrestling. Why not? Isn't that our thing? Isn't that why we're here? Look, it, this is cheaper than therapy. What do you want me to do? Cody Rhodes, uh, the, 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 the exhibition match with QT Marshall ended in a no contest after QT, that no good son of a biscuit eating bulldog. I mean, he just enforced the hell out of, uh, out of the enforcer Arn Anderson. Napper, it's been a while. You've had to, you've had to play moderator. What'd you think of the fact that, I mean, all hell broke loose. Nightmare family looks like a damn nightmare. Well, my house at Thanksgiving, but, um, what'd you think of it? Well, they might they must watch a little bit of to the turnbuckle. At least somebody in AEW might because they took our advice. He beat the crap out of Arn Anderson. Not really. He beat him up, but not really that badly. I was gonna say you should I, see. I'm sitting there like Vince, going open him up. Yeah, right. No, he he didn't. He he beat him up a little bit. You know, I'm sure for however old Arn Anderson is, it probably was a lot to him. He's probably going to wake up. He's a little bit sore. A little bit sore. What the hell is that supposed to mean? He's old. That's the enforcer you're talking about. I'm sorry? Yes. And that shirt shirt will be coming soon, real, real soon, to the Bruiser Nation production store. This is what they do to me, ladies and gentlemen. It's already on there. Is it? Yes, it is. (laughs) Now, can we please move on? No. Hold on. No regular to the turnbuckle tease yet. No. Not There's really. something on there like why? that. Sure. I want to know why. What do you mean by regular? You know, that has got our logo on there and, and can fit my fat ass. I mean, there's sizes on there that'll fit you. There's all kinds of stuff with the logo First on all, it. There's just some catchphrases, too. All right. <laughs> just assume my waistline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Um, uh, we're, we're, we're giving the people a show. Oh, is that what this is? Yep. Um, but I was kind of intrigued. Yes. I was not expecting this to turn into a potential faction debut. Yes. Uh, suddenly, blood and guts go several ways. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what, what's going to happen at blood and guts, or if blood and guts is going to even be a thing? And they've now gone to more blood, more guts. Because now it's going to be probably like the Nightmare Family, whatever the heck this new faction is going to be called, Pinnacle, Inner Circle. The Nightmare Acquaintances. They're not quite family. Is that what they're calling themselves? No, it's a joke. I was being facetious. God, Travis. I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm sorry? Oh, right. I'm sorry? Say it right, Travis. I... We're selling t-shirts here. I'm sorry. There, I did it twice for you, twice in a row. You happy now? Yeah. Yes, Thank yes, you. I am. <laughs> well, it depends on who's doing the twice. Um, hey. Hey. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, save me. <laughs> save the show, please. Oh, what do you think? They keep going. I'm enjoying it. Nightmare <laughs> Nightmare acquaintance of, of some sort. Have they've, they've had a thing? 
What do you think? It broke up. They got all mad, flustered, pissed off. Arn Anderson got assaulted. Should be elder abuse. Go ahead. Yeah, we got another best friend here turning on Cody. I mean, how many times is he going to go down this road? Hey, what, he can't. But he can't judge character worth a damn. He sure as hell can't. But I mean, we or were. Or is it right that he's just really a jerk? He could be. Because I mean, for MJF to turn on you, you must be a jerk. But yeah. Hey, turn on his own grandmother. <laughs> Yeah, this is everything we thought it was going to be. We got another faction, woohoo, AEW and all their factions. There's Everybody gets a faction nowadays there, so as you Travis alluded to, we might be having a blood and guts for the whole damn show when we get to that point, so that'll be exciting. McCarthy, you better get your ticket and head that way now because that's what the whole show is going to be. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not doing that. Come on, let's Double go. Double or nothing's supposed to be in, like, Vegas. I can't go to Vegas. Double or nothing's not Why? in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Why? I can think of 13 reasons why I should not go to Vegas. And I well, don't think, I think maybe one of them is suitable for the people we co-stream <laughs> with. <laughs> well, this whole show's been unsuitable, frankly. Um <laughs> And he will be, and, and the man of 13 Reasons will be releasing that T-shirt shortly. And, and all 13 Reasons will be on the back of the shirt. <laughs> Looking forward to that. The man of 13 Reasons. Uh, by the way, Mr. McCarthy, the man of 13 Reasons. Um, okay. Uh, uh, the man of 13 Reasons, by the way, it's not going to be in Vegas. It's back at Daly's Place. They even moved it up a day, which is going to be conflicting for us, boys. Because it was going to be on Saturday, right? Now it's on Sunday, the same time as the Coke 600. Yeah. No. This sucks. Yep. So we're going to have to make a choice, boys. Well, Mania is going to be on um, Martinsville Day. Sure it is. Sure it is. I'll have two screens going. Don't worry. I'll fill every need you could ever desire. Uh, I'll make it happen for you right here for Bruce Nation Productions. Um. Mr. McCarthy, I want to ask you, what do you think of the faction wars in AEW? I don't think it's, it's as, as egregious as Ryan in the internet wrestling community thinks that it is. Of course you don't. Um, I think the ex exhibition match was a little bit more than what some people anticipated, and I thought I told a good story. Like, if you look at all the little things involved, like Cody was truly treating it like an exhibition match where QT Marshall most certainly was not, and he got tired of the BS of Cody trying to, like, go easy on him because, like, he wouldn't put him in the figure four, he didn't hit him with the crossroads, and that kind of... That kind of like, yeah, just let him in the ring. Like, that necessitated his heel turn because if you think about it, like, you're supposed to be my friend. And you're showing me that you don't think I'm good enough to lace your boots. I'd have turned heel on him, too. Bet. And I have Cody Rhodes' autograph and made him laugh at the Grove City Giant Eagle like 10 years ago. So, And I'd still turn heel on him because <laughs> that was egregious. This is really reaching facetious levels of, of egregiousness. Uh, John Moxley, he got he got a quick W. Uh, where are they going, Moxley, McCarthy? Where do you think that all stands? Of course, he's been dealing with Eddie Kingston and all that. 
What's the what's the direction for uh, the man with unscripted violence as his theme song suggests? Where, where's his direction right now? What what's going on? Uh, I think his direction is just a placeholder until probably either double or nothing or the next big pay-per-view after that because they don't want to do the third Kenny Omega and John Moxley one-on-one match too soon so he might they might just be keeping him busy with the Eddie Kingston stuff and you know hanging out with the young not hanging out but kind of teaming with the young bucks uh, right now at this moment but it, it all leads back to that AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And if they have a third match, I don't know, man. We all might have been wrong. Moxley might get it back as opposed to Hangman Page taking it. I hope not. Like, not that I don't like John Moxley, but I, I, we said this months ago that the, the better story overall is Hangman Page winning his first AEW heavyweight championship by beating his old friend and old tag team partner, Kenny Omega. Move it along. Don't have time to argue with you. I uh, don't have time to tell you. Just uh, put the belt on a damn. Put it. Create a new star. Damn it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's really tough for my blood pressure. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, uh, they, they, had, they, they dealt with Laredo Kid and the Lucha Brothers. By, by the way, didn't the Lucha Brothers, like, break up? Did they have an issue? They did. That was caused by Eddie Kingston until John Moxley and Pac helped them see the light and the errors of their ways, and they shouldn't be listening to Eddie Kingston, which is funny because Moxley and Kingston are friends again. Hooray, pro wrestling! Start up that festival of friendship, damn it. Um, Mr. McCarthy, what'd you think of this one? I thought this one was really well done. Like, this is probably the most badass that Luke Gallows has looked since on AEW television. Like he's always been, you know, formidable and big and, but like he really meshes well with those three. So he can do, it seemed like he was putting a little bit extra into his strikes there on Wednesday night where it was just looked more devastating. Maybe that was the size differential, especially with Laredo kid, but it just seemed like he had a lot more mustard, if you will, uh, behind a lot of his shots that he was given Laredo kid. He looked amazing. Um, and, and those three, like, especially Laredo kid, I've only seen him on AEW these past couple of weeks, but they sold perfectly for all three of those guys while looking good and while like those three controlled basically a whole lot of the matchup like Laredo kid and the Lucha bros really didn't lose much in the loss. Cause once again, Laredo kid took the pinfall, which helps the Lucha bros save face kind of, but they all looked really good. I kind of hope they signed Laredo kid. Like he took all of that offense, almost looking like an expert in how he was selling it. Mustard. Word of the day, mustard. Uh, like some mustard. Uh, by the way, I just couldn't help but go, biscuits and gravy! When I was thinking <laughs> of Luke Gallows, I was just thinking of Festus. That old, you know that old theme song right there? Um, I love that theme song, by the way. Biscuits and gravy. I'll take some McDonald's in the morning, boys. I'll see you there. Uh, I'll see you there. All right. Mr. Keely, what'd you think of this matchup? Um... 
I didn't get to see too much of this matchup. I'm Fantastic. not going to lie to you. We're going to move it right along like you didn't say that then. How about you, Mr. Napper? And I've been muted this whole time. But I agree with you. That, uh, this whole time. Or I agree with, I think it was McCarthy said it. It kind of feels like they're putting Moxley back in that spot. That he might be getting the title back. And we were wrong all along. And it's not going to go to Hangman. I don't know why. Because I'm in the same boat as you. Where I want to just scream and rip my head off because they're doing what we criticize WWE for, potentially, um, of just kind of recycling that title around a couple different people, and that's it. And, you know, on one hand, I get it. You know, there is that whole theory of, you know, well... If the guy's got it, the guy's got it. Give the title to him. Uh, and if people aren't meeting certain standards that they don't deserve it, just because you're a fan of them doesn't mean they necessarily deserve the title shot. But there's also the notion that if you don't give them the title shot, you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know how they're going to do. So at some point, we've got to give the title to somebody else that is not John Moxley, Kenny Omega, or... Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Late Thank champ- you, Ryan. Champion. Uh, what did you think? What did you think of Kenny Omega? Good Brothers. What did you think of that matchup? I thought that was pretty good. I, I was surprised it wasn't as flippy as I thought it was going to be. Still too many for me. It, it was. It was still pretty flippy. I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was still pretty flippy. They're luchadors, damn it. But he's got a point. They were they are luchadors, and they make it entertaining. I always love watching Ray Phoenix in a match. I love watching um, Penta in a match. So anytime the Lucha Bros are in a match, I don't care if it's flippy because they have a way of entertaining me. So I really don't care. Now, if it's the Young Bucks, like, because the thing with the Lucha Bros, I feel like they do a better job than the Young Bucks of, yeah, it's flippy, but there is still a little bit of a story to it. It's not just flippy for the sake of being flippy. They make it mean more to me than the Young Bucks do when they use a lot of their high-flying moves and stuff like that. To me, there's a little bit more psychology used with the Lucha Bros. I don't know exactly. I can't explain exactly how right off the top of my head, but it just, to me, it feels like they use good psychology when they are doing all their flips and stuff like that and not just kind of doing it for the sake of doing it. And, <coughs> and McCarthy, you can go flip yourself, brother. Uh, I love wow, it. You can go flip egregious. yourself. Um, it's pretty egregious on your part to be just interrupting Napper like that. It's so rude. Um, he always does this. Uh, neither Rose and the Buddy defeated Hikaru, Shida, and Tay Conti. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this latest development in the women's division? I think it's a good story. Like the match was nothing to write home about. I think Tay Conti had a good showing. Um, this all leads to Tay Conti and Hikaru Shida having issues 
because Tay Conti is apparently the number one ranked woman in the division right now. So she's going to get a shot at Hikaru Shida. And I think she might surprise Shida and actually take the title from her. And we're finally going to get one of those new faces that everyone's begging for. Just for the simple fact, like, she's come a long way since she first hopped onto the scene. And she's getting thrown into this. And she has, like, basically thrown in the deep water with some of the biggest female stars in the company. And she has not felt hasn't seemed like she's been overwhelmed or not ready for the task at hand. I think it'd be smart. It, and it's a good way to give the dark order some, a rub because they haven't got like ever since they, they got a lot of rub because of everything that happened with Brody from the time he came to the time he passed, you know, they improved as a faction, uh, but they still haven't really gotten that, huge win for their group yet and i think tay conti might be the one to do it because i mean she's legit he said hop again i'm offended Uh, me too (laughs) me too it's ho ho go ho yourself uh uh let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, the main event uh chuck taylor orange cassie they defeated kip saving and miro in the arcade uh, archery match, video games and Legos and sounds like something the new day should be doing. It should be. Ryan, what'd you think of this one? I thought it was actually pretty fun and exciting to watch. I mean, it fits the best friends narrative there. It Everything that they have going on. Miro looked like a badass throughout the match until, you know, everything got against him. But it, everybody shined when needed, and best friends got a much-needed win. We got Trent back with the group, and then we got um, Statlander. She's back as well, so the best friends are all reunited, and here we are. I mean, I thought it was really a great main event there. The Claw. <laughs> That's going to be in the intro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing that popped in my head when she came out of that machine. I was like, oh my god, they just threw a through back to Toy Story. Yes! Can I give that one more time? The claw. <laughs> <laughs> well, after I feel it's totally appropriate to ask you what you thought of it now. Uh, I actually I agree with Ryan. I thought it was a really good match. Um, this does seem like something that kind of fit the narrative of you know the best friends, and it was entertaining the way they found different. You know, it was different. It was new. Something we haven't. I mean, we've seen street fights fit it to different themes and stuff like that, but not really ever an arcade. So, I mean, it was something different. The prize wall was kind of cool and kind of funny that the way they did that. As soon as I saw the teddy bear, I was like, what are they going to do with that? And then they just had the Legos. I was like, nice. I like it. Because I'm thinking, as soon as I saw the table, I was like, all right, cool. Thumbtacks and the teddy bear. That's different. That's weird. And then it was Legos. I was like, ha, that's funny. And give, you know what? Give commentary credit because they played that up like, Tony did a great job. Uh, great job of you know when you step on a logo, Lego, it freaking hurts. <laughs> it mother fudging does. Yes, like, like some fudge nuggets. 
But yeah, it was a great match. Again, like like uh, Ryan said, we got Statlander back, which again that that was that was funny. Um, we got an, she's an alien. Yes, for those who don't get the joke, she's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, am I amused. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of people on wrestling right now that I think are aliens that probably aren't, but to me, they are. But we got Trent back too. We got what's her name, Susan or Sue, Sue, Sue back? Sue. In her van. In her van. Poor Miro, just, I mean, bad Miro, bad Miro for trying to just destroy that van. What the heck is wrong with? It? I was a little creeped out when he started jumping. I was like, "What's what's going on here?" I don't know. Well, well, don't, no matter what, don't feel too bad for him. He's going home to Vaughn. All right. Ah, yes, this is true. Don't feel too bad. He's he's gonna be fine. He's gonna somehow make it through. <laughs> Rub some alloy where it hurts. Uh, hey 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 oh head. Mr. McCarthy, what'd you think of this main event on Dynamite? Uh, we had Legos, teddy bears, video games. So a regular night in the uh, WWE locker room. Uh, <laughs> I think every wrestling locker room at this point. He's not wrong. At uh, all. No, I thought somewhere, I thought it was the Undertaker great. just it went, like, "Damn it, damn it, give me back, <laughs> give me back the olden days." All right, what did you think of this main event? I thought this main event was great. It was like seriousness and fun all mixed together. We got the fun spots at the right moment, the feel-good stuff of Trent returning with his mom in the van. Chris, no, nobody saw Chris Statlander coming back. And, like, is she a member of the Best Friends now? Like, maybe. Maybe they have a fourth member now. Isn't that crazy? That'll really irritate Ryan. It's More not going to more factions over in AEW. Everybody's got friends. It was already and a like, faction established. She just joined. Why it. can't we oh, that, be friends? That's fair. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? All fit friends wrestling every Wednesday on TNT. Oh. Well, I mean, they are all friends. Yeah, that's that's their new show, AFW. <laughs> That's how you <laughs> all friends wrestling. Oh, friends wrestling. They are. The, all I thought friends. the Legos were a nice touch. You know, Miro throwing the Mortal Kombat machine was pretty sweet. Like, it was just good, harmless, ass kicking fun. It was great. <clears throat> Can we get a shirt that says "Good, harmless, ass kicking fun"? Sure. Because Let this show is down. just good, harmless, ass kicking fun. We're harmless. We just bring you broadcasting excellence for three hours every Tuesday, five day. All right. Uh, lastly, for AEW, MJF was backstage with the Pinnacle to give them a gift. As it turned out, they were in the, let's call it the, they were there on purposely, but let's call it the long, wrong locker room. And just like that, the, we, you know, McCarthy, we talked about maybe old Jericho ought to take some time and, you know, slow down a little bit. He's doing a lot. Yeah, he was similar to Mick Foley's retirement uh, in 2000. I think Mick was gone for all of, like, five weeks. Uh, Jericho was gone for, like, all the two weeks. McCarthy, what would you think of it? I thought it was great. Like, yeah, la last week I said that maybe he should be gone for a month, but I quickly changed my tune as soon as he was on my television again. And he wasn't. They weren't in the wrong locker room. 
They, they stole that locker room from the inner circle. They were in their locker room. And the inner circle was there to take it back. My only question is, why were they in the bathroom? Like they were just hanging out for how long were they hanging out in that bathroom? Just the four of them. Uh, but it was a it was a great segment. You know, the, the good guys at this point in time, I guess we'll have to say the faces got their comeuppance for a moment. I'm not sure when Dax got Dax, busted I'm- open, but damn. I don't know what they hit him with, but wow, he was bleeding all over the place. I even got Mr. I hate wrestling Jason Jr. to pay attention because I'm marking out like a 12 year old. Throw him through the window, Chris. Throw him through the window. And Jason's like, yeah, throw him through the window. And then he didn't throw him through the window. And Jason was like, but I wanted to see him throw him through the window. And I was like, hey, fun fact, I did see Chris Jericho get thrown through a window in Columbus by Kane. And it scarred me for life. I was like 17. Leave me alone. I mean, that was still a long time ago. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't know. 20 years out. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, 20 years ago? That, that, that's got to be back in Jericho Smoky Mountain days. I mean, that's been a long time. It's <laughs> uh, been a long time. That's uh, Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, the, the promotion owned and operated by one Jim Cornette back in the day. Fun fact. Um. Hell, Jericho was around so long, he's, he was in the van for the Dairy Queen answered him. All right. Speaking of, uh, speaking of people that hate wrestling, Ryan Hill, uh, sometimes I wonder, uh, what would you think of the inner circle already being back, my friend? I mean, I thought it was actually perfect. I mean, I, I was wondering when they were going to bring them back, but I thought this was great. I mean... It was like a big old setup, and the inner circle got over on them now. Now they're about tied up at one and one, and we we talked about Jericho being off, but I think it was a perfect time for him to come back as well. As McCarthy said, once he showed up, you just wanted more Jericho. So I did. I thought it was a great segment here, and it, it set up for the future possible blood and guts match between these two teams. I, I do think it is probably heading towards blood and guts at some point. Don't know when, but I'm sure that McCarthy will be – Saddle it up and, and ready to go and hit the highway. It'll be ready to go. Mr. Napper, what do you think? Inner circle already back because somebody commandeered a locker room. Sorry, guys. I'm going to join him. I don't get it. I really don't know why we went this route and brought them back so soon. With this, you're in our locker room. Like, no, well, that I didn't mind. It's just that. We thought they were going to be out for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and they bring them back basically in two weeks. I would have liked to have seen a slow build with this. Not that it wasn't cool to see them back. And the, the segment itself was pretty good. But I, I feel like they could have got more out of this because of the fact they do have fans. So they could have got more out of this by kind of slowly building it have one member maybe come back each week or a couple you know you could have spread this out over the course of the next three or four weeks and gotten closer to a good finish that you know yeah it was a it was a good moment um they they built the story pretty well but i feel like they could have done a little bit better by having it spread out a little bit further because then it really makes you crave for it. Yeah, Jason got excited whenever he came back, but that's not everybody. They 
probably kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit by having to come back a little bit too early because you, we we talked about the fiend for months because they kept him off TV for months and kept going. Why? Wow. When is the fiend going to come back? Is the fiend ever going to come back? When's the fiend coming back? When's the fiend coming back? When's the fiend coming back? They could have built something like that with the inner circle. And I kind of feel like they wasted it. Um, now they shouldn't have kept him, them off as long as they kept him off. Obviously that was like what? Three months. It, it, it was forever. It felt like. They, like, I mean, I'm talking maybe a month at best, maybe two. But I, I yeah. thought maybe you bring like you give them all about two weeks or whatever, but then kind of you bring them back one week at a time. Yeah, that, like that would have been perfect. Yeah. Like if you and, know, and then the last one, of course, would be Jericho down the line. Like it probably could have gone. You could have had Proud and Powerful come back first, Jake come back second. I would have had probably like you said Jericho last. Sammy second to last, and then that leads up to it. But yeah, have them come back one at a time. It builds more ang- it builds more angst for the moment where they finally all reunite and send that real message like they did. Yeah, I just thought that it's not that it's bad, and of course it's great to see Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's an icon, no doubt about it. And the inner circle is is uh, the so far the greatest faction in AEW's very young history. But I thought that it was the lazy booking route as far as how to bring them back. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see the big creativity in it. Where I thought, man, you could do a lot more with that. I'm not trying to just poo-poo all over it. Yes, was it a cool moment? Yes, don't we want to see Chris Jericho in the inner circle? Well, certainly we do. Hell, no. As far as wanting to see the match, the blood and guts match, or whatever they do, there's no more story that needs to be told because these guys, all of them, on both sides of this stable are good enough that they could give us the match next week and we're ready. But, again, I just thought, man, really, really, dra- you know, really kind of, you know. They're hurting themselves more than they're, hurt- than they're hurting the fans because they could have easily had a story worth at least two to three months. But- and they sped it. And we've seen, we see this in wrestling all the time. They have a story that we all think they could spread out through like two, three months and then they do it in like a week. Well, let's talk about something, uh, a rumor that's come out of the mill. Uh, and I, and, and I, you know how I love to just come up with these off the fly, because I don't put this on the rundown for you. Uh, a rumor that's come out of the mill is that, uh, well, not a rumor, uh, Jericho confirmed this. Uh, I shouldn't call it a rumor, pardon me. The TNT, after the surprise debut of the Icon Stink, you know, pretty much, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, McCarthy, so don't get on the stand like Cochran. Uh, uh, pretty much said that, hey, you know, can you not do those big surprises anymore? We'd like, you know, things to be promoted for the sake of ratings. Maybe in this case, did they rush the inner circle back and Jericho back for the sake of ratings? Because as soon as I'm going to go ahead and read between those tea leaves and probably read too far, but as soon as your network goes, hey, could you do this for the sake of ratings? And they must be looking at those numbers going, not where we'd like them to be. Mr. McCarthy, I know you have plenty to say on this topic. I mean, it's your main man, it's his podcast, and it's the ratings of your favorite wrestling program. Do you think he was potentially brought back or the interstitial was brought back a little bit because of the, you know, maybe they want, you know, Jericho is a draw. Again, he's an icon. He's a legend. He's a 
Whatever you want in wrestling, he gives it to you. If you if you want a character like I do, he's got it. If you want a great worker like McCarthy does, he's got it. Chris Jericho, he does all things in wrestling, and he does them damn good. Oh, he's not even a bad rock singer, by the way. Um, McCarthy, where do you what do you think of that rumor, and do you think that might have played a factor in why we kind of rushed him back? So I, I'm a little like so I don't think. That has a lot to do with why they rushed him back because I know Tony Khan writes these a few weeks to a month out. So I think this was always their plan. But if it was altered, it wasn't more due to the ratings numbers. It was because TNT asked them to not do that again because apparently you were right. They got really pissed off that Sting was a surprise announcement because they could have used that to promote the show. And if you would have kept the inner circle off longer than a month or maybe even longer than two weeks in TNT's eyes, that could have been seen as a big comeback. But yet you want it to be a surprise because of the storyline. But TNT said TNT said, don't don't do that anymore. So I think it was a combination of the two of, of the original plan and the, well, crap, Jericho's a huge star. You know, he hasn't been in the, in the business as long as Sting, but he's a household name. Mm-hmm. If they would have kept him out for a month, TNT might have gotten pissed. So I, I don't think you're you're that far off as far as them coming back two weeks instead of three weeks to a month later because of what the, you know, the network wanted. Do you uh, do you get a little? Because I do not for. But like we got overall, MJF swirling. Uh, uh, that was great. Not, not necessarily for the immediate future or anything Sorry. like that. I'm not gonna. Not trying to paint a grave picture. But to me, I, number one, I find it. How about you? How about you let us run our program, uh, and you stay out of the wrestling business, TNT, because it worked so well the first time, and when you got too involved. And do you find it to be concerning that now TNT's jumping in and going, hey, we want this done specifically for a ratings move when this is not 2000, 2001? You know, we're not in the middle of a war anymore, really. Do you get a little concerned by that? What do you make of it? And shouldn't TNT kind of go to hell? Good talk. Uh... McCarthy, can you hear me? Jason. Well, well, Napper, while he's figuring that out, what do you you make of that? Should should TNT kind of stay out of it? Is it concerning that they're like, let's do it for ratings? To me, that points to concern when you're, you're, what, two years in and you're going, hey, why don't we do that for bumping up the numbers? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I, honestly, I, if I'm you not remember, to paint a great picture. I'm no, but saying. if you honestly, if you remember the last time that TNT had a wrestling program, they put this in the well, this was kind of the same conversation they had that time too. Like, hey, we know wrestling. You know what you're doing with the you know TV side of it. Let us handle our side. You handle the TV side. Because I mean. Do we honestly think that the 
you know, Fox and everything goes to the NFL and say, hey, we'd really love it if you would do it this way. We don't know anything really about football, but we, we would love it if you would just do it this way. We want you to have this with penalties and this with, you know, this and that. Like, no, that, that's not how that works. You, you do what you're supposed to be doing on your side and let the program handle what they're doing on their side. I mean, it gets a little bit muddy whenever you yeah, start getting... Too many cooks in the kitchen? <laughs> too many chiefs? And especially with a thing like wrestling, that's the last thing you need is too many cooks in the kitchen. Now, there's such thing as too less. Now, someone, now someone's got to be the head chef, and I've always felt that... Yeah, that, that's what I'm that. talking about. Like, th- there is such a thing as not having enough cooks in the kitchen, but in this case, it's too many. Uh, Ryan, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, while they're working out some production issues on that end, are you concerned about the fact, what do you make of the fact that TNT wants certain moves done for ratings sake? Isn't that a little concerning at this stage of the game? Not not trying to paint a grim picture. No one's shutting down tomorrow. But isn't that a little bit concerning? Oh, absolutely. I mean, TNT, they like Travis and you guys said, they run the TV aspect of it. They're letting AEW have their time slot on Wednesday at 8, 8 o'clock. You know, maybe they want more ratings, but AEW is a wrestling company. They know, we hope they know what the wrestling fans want to want to see. So maybe let's get that slow build and not rush things, or let's let them worry about writing this stuff up rather than you guys stepping in. Like, you just give us the slot and we'll get make our stuff up and it'll please the wrestling fans, or at least they hope. So I think it is concerning that they're trying to put their two cents in as often as they are. I can see possibly coming in from time to time and like, hey, maybe we can try this or maybe, hey, we can promote something more so along the lines of this way. But it seems like they're trying to step in too quite frequently right now, if that even is the case with Jericho and them coming back, which very well could be. I think it it can raise some red flags. And as you mentioned, we've seen them get (laughs) – there you go, Travis – but, yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, we saw what they did back in 2001 and the late 90s with WCW, and we don't need that to go down this path again because the professional wrestling business needs another company like AEW. Even though WWE will always be the top brand, we need more companies like AEW to rival the top companies. So hopefully TNT takes a step back and lets AEW do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, definitely. Very, very concerning. Um, we want to take a second here and remind you to, to please check out Heel Turn Wrestling right here on Facebook and check out all the other shows. Uh, Big Stevie C host Heel and Face every Sunday, regularly around 2 p.m. He will be live Saturday and Sunday uh, for special WrestleMania editions of his show, Heel and Face Podcast. And check out all the other great podcasts on this Facebook site because, look, uh, we're, we're proud to be a part of it, and we want you to watch it. And, and be sure to go to Pro Wrestling Tees and check out the Heel Turn Wrestling Store. The more tees that they sell, the quicker we get the To The Turnbuckle merch right there on their store. Go to Heel Turn Wrestling on Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. And then as soon as you buy a shirt, then we can open up more on that store, and that would include some fine to the turnbuckle merch and speaking of to the turnbuckle merch speaking of to the turnbuckle merch there's a there's a fine promo that you guys recently made how about we take a second take a breather and air that sucker 
Do you want To the Turnbuckle merch? We have To the Turnbuckle merch. Do you want Bruiser Nation Productions merch? We have. We have it. We have it. We have it. Is it ready, my friend? Well, let's go ahead and take it away, McCarthy. Take it away. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. have merch again that link is in the comments where you can get yourself some fine to the turnbuckle merch some fine bruiser nation productions merch and if you want to know how big of a mark mccarthy is for himself father jason mccarthy the minister himself our sinister minister notice how he made credits and everybody was just him no -uh. jason was the my son was the videographer everything else was me <laughs> but he's in there yeah, your own flesh and blood. Great. <laughs> See, I'm watching it in the feed. See, cinematography, Jason McCarthy Jr. <laughs> well, we do thank Mr. Uh, Jason McCarthy Jr. for his great, great work. And we thank you, Mr. McCarthy, Minister McCarthy, for your great, great work. And I know that you're a deacon on Sundays, but luckily you put that role away for, for this show. Uh and again, please check out the merch. We want to grow this podcast and, frankly, this entire production company. And we can only grow it as much as you allow. So please go buy a shirt. Go buy some uh, shoes. Go buy a throw pillow. Are we getting stickers, McCarthy? You said something about stickers. I'm working on that. I'm pricing the best prices for stickers. Oh, he's he's he's... he's, he's we're, we're playing Shopping Network with stickers. Yes, we're playing Shopping so, Network. But I will tell you this. When we get the stickers, the first 10 people with the best memes put out on the show get free stickers. Free stickers. Put them on your laptop. Put them on your laptop. Put them on your book bag. Put them anywhere you want to put them. I don't care if you put them on your fridge. Stickers. But for now, go pick up some merch. Go pick up some merch. Link right there in the comments. You know you need it. Or else you're going to get it. Just it. Just it. Not these hands. Just uh, it. But yes, check out the merch. Link in the comments. All right. Well, boys, there's a little bit to talk about as far as that calendar show, and then it's time for Prediction Palooza. Okay. All right, that sounded... Are you intimidated? I'm a little bit. I mean, I thought we were having fun. I'm doing fine. He, he sounded so scared. You, so scared what? You sounded like you were in a hostage situation. Am I? 
If you want a free Travis Nelson, <laughs> please want, buy merch. You want to buy the merch in the comments. Uh, he can only afford to live in the studio as long as you allow him to. He needs to buy some food. He needs to buy some clothes. And so, clearly, yeah. So when, so when you buy merch, it goes directly into our mouths. Uh, that's just the truth of it. Uh, don't lie to the people. I, don't lie to the people. Okay, McCarthy, I'm sorry. Are, you, are you okay with that? We don't want to lie to the people. I'm all yeah. Of course, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we're not lying to the people. All right, we we genuinely in all seriousness, we just want to grow this podcast as much as you will now. We all love this. We all need this. It's much cheaper than therapy. So please, if you could be kind enough to go buy some merch, and again, we will have stickers soon enough. He is uh, pricing the stickers as they are a sticky situation. So, <laughs> so we, but we will have that again. Shoes, throw pillows, all that sort of thing. Hell, McCarthy, are you working on hats? Yes, you better I, be. I will be. I need to find another website for our merch. Ken Custom doesn't make hats. Oh. Oh. I mean, I'm sorry. I got to find another website that does make-to-order stuff. I'm not buying bulk stuff. I don't yeah, have we, the we funds just for that. Have, we could just have boxes in your house uh, as your green screen. Boom! <laughs> and, and, sit, we'll, and hope we that we sell them. We can ship out orders that live on the like air. A great we bring merchandise plan. to you. <laughs> Could have been offensive, but you'll be all right. Uh, you'll be all right. Thank God we're PG-13 rated R. Um, a little bit of both. All right, let's talk quickly Fair. about... Here, just to break the monotony. Can I get you saying grizzled young veterans one time? Grizzled young veterans. <laughs> he is a grizzled young veteran, boys. All right. Before we get to Soon to be... Soon to be recognized as NXT's number one. I muted myself and then I started talking again, which is weird. <laughs> so what did they soon to be recognized as? NXT's number one? But go ahead and give me the whole thing. Oh, okay. Grizzled young veteran soon to be recognized as NXT's number one. Yes, and they're sir. probably going to sue me for that, but That's I don't right. care. That's all right. So help us with our lawyer bills and buy some merch. A link in the comments. <laughs> um... All right, let's talk a little raw, and then we got to get to prediction palooza. <laughs> Mister King of the Hill, what'd you think of your boys messing up that uh, that that big league car of Bad Bunny? What'd you think of that as they they painted all over that sucker? And oh, it's a tag team match again. Are you happy? Are you happy? Let me see you smile. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to tag team match now. My cheeks are just going ear to ear here. The only issue with it being a tag team match now is it feels like it's just straight up Bad Bunny's going to get over now. I had a little bit of hope that The Miz was going to be able to beat Bad Bunny straight up one-on-one. Come on, Travis. I had to have a little bit of a hope. Come on. That hope's lying. But I, now it's completely I mean, gone. I'm not saying you can't have hope. It's blind hope, but it's hope. Hey, that's it right. is blind hope. You also had blind hope that your Steelers were going to run the table, and we saw where that got us. <laughs> that is rubbing salt in the wound. It is. <laughs> took a shot. God. At least my team made so, the playoffs. He just took a shot. That's true. He just took. He deflated you. Like, he deflated you, I'll tell you. He deflated me like <laughs> football. At least Miz and Morrison got their one up on Bad Bunny before we go into Mania. That, that was great to see. He deflated you, my boy. I feel like it's football. Did. Well, we had into Mania. Any, 
look, let's just, because it's Mania Week, right? Yeah. And we're not going all into everything that happened on Raw. Oh, that gathered. The catheter show has got to be at your shirt, by the way. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to get a small catheter logo to the turnbuckle. Telling you, people. Telling you. Look, people have catheter issues, McCarthy. Don't look at me like I got three heads. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. That's cool. Uh, also, the catheter show. I know what you were talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, also, don't be afraid to, to check us out on Twitter at To The Buckle. Uh, follow us on Twitter at To The Buckle. Check us out right here on Facebook at To The Turnbuckle. Give us a like. Give us a share. You'll be damn glad you did. I, I promise you that. You will be damn oh glad you did. So we want And you YouTube. YouTube. We are on YouTube as well. I don't know how well we're putting the episodes on there, but we are on YouTube as YouTube. well. YouTube. And, uh, and now that the anchor is in the hands of Mr. McCarthy, they're getting uploaded regularly, people. And I've got interviews brewing. I've got an interview... Uh, to upload with one Teddy Hart, the king of the Indies, the past, present, and future of professional wrestling. Very interesting interview that I can promise you. Uh, Going to be interviewing soon Smoky Mountain Wrestling legend uh, uh, Bobby Blaze. He, uh, he won the title from Jerry Lawler one night in 1995. So you will be wanting to hear that story, I promise you. And uh, currently in talks, we're working on a date for one Bill Apter, one of the original journalists of professional wrestling. He was kind of Meltzer before Meltzer was cool. So a lot of good interviews and a good... Meltzer good... was cool? At one point, he was kind of a big deal. Mm. You know, but on the tape traders and all those times. But yeah, please go check out To The Turnbuckle. A lot of great content coming your way, both weekly with this show. And again, we do special episodes where often I sit down with so-and-so. And don't think I'm being a mark for myself, Loganites. Ha! Uh... If these, if these fine gentlemen get the time to schedule an interview, they are welcome to do it. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely, they are. Working on it. Working on it. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. But, yeah, oftentimes I do special interviews where, where I, I, I get the chance, the privilege, the luxury of sitting down with some of the oddest and finest personalities in professional wrestling. A lot coming up, a lot to look forward to. Stay tuned to the Anchor page, stay tuned to the Facebook, and buy some merch because we're going to get sued for certain impersonations. We need your help. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anything you want to touch on, Rob, before we get to Prediction Palooza? I do want to ask. Go ahead. Um, you know, we, we just talked about the Miz and the Morrison thing. But what I want to ask about, I'm very curious what you guys thought because I actually might have a surprising take on this. Okay. What did you guys think of the promo by Bad Bunny? Much better than I thought it was going to be. Much for a celebrity standard, and, and you know, because we had to kind of give him a different standard, I was very, very surprised. Was it great? No. Does it lights out? No. But it was better than what Cesaro cut on SmackDown. This is true. Jason, what did you think? I actually didn't see the promo. <sighs> you suck. Ryan? But I will... I will give him credit for, uh, you know, putting his car in the crosshairs, man. That's dedication to something that's not your craft. So, I mean, it, it shows that these days, at least when WWE is going after celebrities, they seem to be grabbing the people that take respect for the business. Not that AEW didn't because Shaq obviously has respect for the business. And frankly, Mike Tyson does, too. 
Yeah. Like Shaq didn't even want to wear wrestling gear. They tried to get him to, and he was like, no, that would cheapen what you guys do. I'm not a wrestler. So I think we're, we're kind of getting away from the, oh, you're a celebrity, just come over here. I think there's more of a vetting process at this point in time. No, but that could just Ryan. be wistful thinking from this guy. Thank God. Uh, great engines in the back there. Uh, love, to, love to hear the, the churning of motors. That's fantastic. Really, really great. What did you think, Ryan? Uh, you know, I, I've never been a big fan of Bad Bunny being around, but I thought it was actually a pretty, pretty solid promo, as we've, we've all alluded to, for being a celebrity. So I'll give him his props where it's due here, and I thought it was pretty solid for him. Not great, but, you know, it was, it was solid. I agree. I thought it was a good promo. I, and that's, that's the only reason I wanted to bring it up, because I legitimately thought it was a damn good promo. Because, like, you know, we were talking about Andrade for the longest time. And we talk about this with Cesaro, too, that they don't give the microphone because they can't talk English. He speak has English. Uh, speak. speak English. I just thought that would be good for Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, give, you know, not that he spoke very badly, but, he, you know, he, you can tell he, he, English is not very easy for him, for Bad Bunny. Um, but, Damn. He did a hell of a job, um, and it, you you know it was nice because he threw in a little bit of he threw in a little bit of Spanish. He kind of went back and forth with it, and he did a really good job. You know, you could feel the he did a really good job of showing his emotions. That's the one thing I really wanted to give him credit for is you could tell the emotion when he was speaking, and whoever taught him because I guarantee somebody had to teach him how to do the promo. Whoever taught him how to do it, it was the Miz. It probably was, and that's you know that's fair. Major props to him because they taught him how to not just go into it. He stopped. He got choked up when he started talking about certain things. He made it a little bit personal, mm -hmm. and it was a really really good promo. Absolutely. All right, with that, oh boy, Palooza time. With that, it is time. It is time. Golly. time? It's time. Not yeah. this year. Maybe next year. It damn sure should be time. Let me tell you, brother. Maybe uh, in two years. Who knows? It should be time. It is time for Prediction Palooza. We have so many predictions to make. It's ridiculous. We got to induct Ozzy Osbourne first. For some reason. I like how that wasn't even really announced, too. Hey, he's Ozzy bleeping Osborne. We're just going to throw him in there. We couldn't even get, get him a video package? Are you kidding me? Sharon, you didn't work out a good deal. Um, so, it's time for Prediction Palooza. I got to pull my script up here because there's so many predictions to make. I got to grab it here. Hold on. Let me get to my drive. Let me get to my drive because lordy, 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 is there a lot. Of predictions to make, is there not? Not a lot. I mean, I got it up. I can read them off to you if you want. It's a stupid amount. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm here. All right. All right. Let's get started with NXT Stand and Deliver Night One. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid amount. It's so stupid. All right. They're trying to kill us. Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Everybody be listening and be ready because we don't have the time to re be repeating these. Pete Dunn versus Kushi and Ryan, who you got? I'm gonna go Pete Dunn. How about you, McCarthy? Kushida. 
How about you, Napper? Pete Dunn. I'm going to go Pete Dunn as well. So you're a lonely man, McCarthy. It's lonely at the top. You better like that view. All right, night one, Walter. Walter. The ring general, Walter, versus your guy, Tommaso Ciampa. For the NXT UK Championship, Napper, who do you got? I'm actually going to take Ciampa on this one. How about you, Ryan? I'm going to take Ciampa in that two-year run as well. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I'm in agreement with those two fellas. Tommaso Ciampa all the way. Oh, you all are wild. It's going to be Volta. It's the NXT UK Championship. We're not taking Ciampa back to the UK. They still do do NXT UK on Peacock Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Just letting you know. Uh, so I'm going to take Volta. Leon Rob versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Oh, hell, I'm not re- reading all that. I don't know why I typed it. How about the six-man gauntlet eliminator match? Who do you got, Mr. McCarthy? I got L.A. Knight. Who you got, Ryan? I got Dexter Loomis. How about you, Napper? I Loom- uh, Loomis. I got L.A. Knight as well. Uh, we will see if he can pull it off in night two. We will get to that in a bit. Well, my... When we get through all this, good lord. Alright. So, now we got MSK versus the Grizzled Gun Veterans. Yep. Pardon me, had a burp. Uh, versus the Grizzled <laughs> Gun Veterans and the God of Del- That was a little weird. You must have had to burp. Yeah. And the God of Del Fantasma, that triple threat tag team championship match. Who do you got? My friend, lay it on me. MSK. Ah, darn, I wanted to hear you say. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's your prediction. How about you, Brian? Who do you got? MSK. Mr. McCarthy? MSK. Me too, MSK. All right. The last match of the night for night one. Uh, Tomorrow on USA, the final edition of the so-called Wednesday Night Wars. Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Mr. McCarthy, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who do you got? I'm going to go Gonzalez. How about you, Mr. Napper? I'm going to stick with Io Shirai. Mr. Hill. Gonzalez. I got Raquel Gonzalez as well. Io Shirai's time has come. It's over. Maybe. Now let's move on to night two. Two. Night two. Two of Stand and Deliver. This will be Thursday exclusively on Peacock. Poppycock. They did put all the Starcades up, though. All right. Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Mr. King of the Hill, who you got? I got The Way. How about you, Mr. Napper? I think they're going to keep it on Amber Moon and Shotzi. Mr. McCarthy. I got The Way. I'm going to go with the way. A weemba wit, a weemba wit, a weemba wit. Number two for night two, we dis- we settle. Who is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship in a ladder match? Jordan, Devlin, Santos, Escobar. Escobar. Is that who you got, Napper? No, I got Dor- Jordan Devlin. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I got Jordan Devlin. Mr. Hill. Jordan Devlin. I got Santos Escobar. I think they see a lot in that young fella. So unless they're ready to call him up and maybe do a few Rey Mysterio, I don't see any reason to take him off. All right, we shall see. Johnny Gargano, who... Whoever your gauntlet eliminator winner is. Mine is Ellen Knight. Johnny Gargano versus whoever your eliminator winner is. Mr. McCarthy, I'll start with you on this one. 
I think L.A. Knight's going to take it from Gargano. How about you, Mr. Never? I think if it's Loomis, he t- I think whoever the Gauntlet Eliminator winner is, I think they're going to win it, but I, I picked Loomis, and I think he's going to win it. How about you, Mr. Hill? Completely agree with Hot Wheels there. Whoever wins that match is going to get it, but I got Loomis. I've got L.A. Knight getting it done, but we agree there's going to be a new NXT. Yeah, I think we're on agreement there at least. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right, Mr. King of the Hill, let's start with you. Your man, Adam Cole. Baby! Baby. Versus Kyle O'Reilly in the unsanctioned match. Who you got? I got Adam Cole, baby. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I got Kyle O'Reilly. Mr. Napper. Mr. O'Reilly. I will take Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly! Auto. All right. <laughs> uh, lastly, for NXT Standard Deliver Night 2, boy, my voice is almost hoarse from this production. <laughs> There's hey, more! That look of distress was great. <laughs> That then we got to sit on cover at all. Plus, we're all plus, AEW next week. Plus, AEW. I don't know how we're going to do it. I have no idea. The stress is killing me. <laughs> it keeps going, too. NXT Championship. There's no offseason. Tim Ballard versus Karrion Cross. Snapper, who do you have? Karrion Cross. How about you, Mr. Hill? I'm going to go Ballard. Uh, I don't like you. Mr. McCarthy, who you got? I know. You never did. Uh, Karrion Cross. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go Karrion Cross. Tick. Talk. <laughs> and now we make our official predictions. For the biggest weekend in wrestling, the biggest spectacle there is, the granddaddy of Mole, the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania 37, Tampa Bay. Of course, it'll be hosted by Titus O'Neil and the Immortal Hulk Hogan. Controversy, controversy, controversy. I just want to say really quick before we do this. We don't normally do this, but I really want to go back and see how many of these we got right and how many we got wrong because there's well, we, so damn many. Well, we have the time next week. I will try. Oh, don't, don't worry. I have an Excel spreadsheet with all of our answers. I'll put it in drive. Okay, all right, that's cool. fine. We'll do it. We'll do that. Any predictions? It's stupid. Uh, I didn't break this up to nights because I couldn't find it. What every. WWE hasn't, like, updated their website to establish which night is which. I think... <laughs> well, take websites. <laughs> I think I got pretty correct, but I didn't specify. So, on your rundown, it's just a big 1 through 12. Count them. All right. <clears throat> Hold on. For the sake of uh, this prediction, Palooza, WrestleMania. Time for a drink break. Sorry. Oh wait, no, I won't. I won't rip his catchphrase off. McCarthy, we need a drink break T-shirt. He just had his one thousandth match, by the way, mm. which is really cool. James Storm. And by the way, if you're an Impact Wrestling fan, April tenth, Saturday night, Hardcore Justice on Impact Plus. So even more wrestling. Uh, the card is being booked for real. By 
Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence. Ooh, cool. Um, so yeah, yep. There's, there's. It's too much. It's entirely too much. <laughs> it's like a rural area during COVID. You just, it's too much. They cut them off the next three days. Okay, there's a lot of wrestling. A lot. Uh, I probably will actually watch Hardcore Justice just because I want to. I'll watch it after Mania, of course. It's happening during the same time as Mania. Uh, but, Lordy. Okay. Raw Tag Team Championship match. The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Ryan, we'll start with you on this one. Who you got? I think they're going to pull a plug and give it to AJ and Omos. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I think it's staying on the New Day. How about you, Mr. Napper? Styles and Omos. I think so. I think they want to make Styles a Grand Slam champion. I, I think so. They don't want none. AJ Styles is going to get it done this year at Mania. All right, number two, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. I got to start with the king of the hill on this one. Uh, I got to go Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I'm so upset by it. I am heartbroken by it. How about you, Mr. Napper? Uh, Bunny and Priest. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I concur, Bunny and Priest. I concur as well. Number three, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Pal. Um, who you got, Napper? I'm going to take Shane in this one. I don't know. The, the couple promos he's cut makes me feel like they're going to try to make Braun really look stupid. How about you, Mr. Hill? Who do you have? I agree with Napper. I'm going to go Shane. I think they're going to find a way to try and make Braun look stupid here. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I'm going to just go Strowman just because I hope they stop trying to make him look stupid. I'm going to go Strowman because I think, I think especially after the promo on Raw last night, that's the story. It's, it's about Strowman beating the, at least the mental bully, Shane McMahon. And I think that's what you're going to, plus what's the, is Shane going to keep wrestling every month? No. And he's not Taker and Goldberg. So there's literally no value of just being in the ring with him. Strowman's got to get the win. So I think Strowman gets it done. We'll see if that happens. I'm looking forward to the match. I think it could be the most underrated match on the card if it's done right. I really believe that because Shane McMahon can make a lot work, and Strowman's not bad for a big guy. Are there much better in the ring? Absolutely. But Strowman can be a little underrated. Hopefully they get a chance to really work some things out. Speaking of underrated matches that could steal a show, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I'm going to start with you on, on this one, McCarthy. I'm going Cesaro. How about you, Mr. Napper? Cesaro, please. How about, how about you, Mr. Hill? I'm going Cesaro. I'm going to go Cesaro as well. It's finally going to get that moment. Well, it took him seven years since he enjoyed the giant memorial battle royal, but I think he's going to get one. Please. All right. SmackDown Women's Championship match. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. There's some rumors that this is going to headline. Keep in mind, I believe they announced a few weeks ago, and this isn't being talked about a whole lot. If you recall, am I, make, am I having Mandela effect here, boys? Didn't they announce that the WWE Championship match was going to kick off night one? I'm pretty sure they did. Am I right about that? I'm not sure. Mr. McCarthy. I don't know either. I believe, I believe they did. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. So this could be your headliner, but we'll see. Who do you got, Mr. Napper? Can I don't care be an option? Wow. 
That's egregious. It's going to be Bianca. Hey, you talk make about my bad ass, dude. <laughs> it's going to be Bianca. Bianca. Mr. Hill, who do you got? Bianca. Mr. McCarthy. I got Bianca. As do I. I believe it's her time. All right, the biggie of night one, some would say. WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Who do you got, Mr. McCarthy? Lashley. Mr. Napper. Lashley. Mr. Hill. I got Drew. As do I. He's going to get his moment in front, of, in front of fans. I really, really do believe that. We shall see, though. All righty. <clears throat> night two. I know this is night two. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Mr. Hill, who do you got? Um, I'm going to go Fiend. I think he gets his revenge. How about you, Mr. McCarthy? I got Fiend as well. How about you, Mr. Napper? Three in a row, The Fiend. I believe The Fiend will get it done as well. All right, Raw Women's Championship match, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Who you got, Napper? I got Rhea. And I got Sunshine on a Cloudy Day. Uh, Ryan, who do you have? Just trying to make Rhea. it. <laughs> I got Rhea Ripley. On a cloudy day. <laughs> on a cloudy day. Wish I had her on a cloudy day. I'll tell you that right now. Right? Uh, Mr. McCarthy. Minister McCarthy. Who do you got, Oscar? Rhea Ripley. I got Ripley. Ripley's believe it or not. We agree. Uh-huh. She's going to get it done. Very nice. Very her nice. Moment, her moment's going to happen. Very nice. I do believe it, Jason. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We gotta I keep going. There's she, more matches. Oh my God. She gets live music. The artist that wrote her song is gonna be playing her to the ring at WrestleMania. Wait, then I should yeah, change my right? answer because anybody that's ever had their music played at the event loses. Except for the Undertaker. Okay, one. Yeah, one. Triple like H one. He's but he's had it played like six times. So uh, the majority yeah. there, fine, yeah, better. Well, yeah. Well, guess who? It's he too goes late. To it's in the spreadsheet. You can't change your answer. Aww. Well, guess who he goes to bed with every night. So that explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got. You got a point. Uh, yep. Like a ballpoint pen in here. <laughs> I don't even know how they have a makeout session. Anybody seen that nose? We'll have some work around. Um, yeah, you're going to have to angle. Yeah. Probably has to angle. <laughs> Had a hurt of neck right there. And no, not Kurt. That was a thing on TV for a while. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Uh, maybe it was the Macho Man. Ooh, yeah. Said it. Said it. Said it. Yay. <laughs> Yay! Okay. More yeah. matches. United States Champion Riddle versus Sheamus. United States Championship match. I know you weren't happy about this one. I'm going to start with Father Jason McCarthy Sr. Who's walking out the U.S. title? Sheamus. How about you, Napper? I am going to go with Sheamus, bro. Bro. I have to admit, he is growing on me too. It's, when he interrupt, when he interrupted Ali and Sheamus, I, I, I did. I laughed out loud. Yeah, it's something about the fella. <laughs> Speaking of something, he's stupid. That's that's what's about him, and I love just there's stupidity. There's a charm to that. There's charm. Speaking of charming, Mr. Campbell, who's walking out of the U.S. Uh, title? 
I, I got Seamus as well. I think we're going to get a different riddle now after Mania. I agree. I think Seamus is going to get it done, and I think Riddle could be on to bigger and better things, bro, maybe. I think we're going to have on a Saturday. Is, is he going to go high above WrestleMania? What if it would be like, go high what if something. like in, a pir- in the pirate ship, like in a bubble, like Bubble Boy or something? It's just. Oh, oh, you just reminded me. They built us a pirate ship. I assume Kevin Owens oh, is going to jump off it, but we'll see. Speaking of Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Mr. McCarthy, who you got? I got Zayn. Who you got, Mr. Hill? I got Owens. Who you got, Mr. Napper? I got Zayn, too. I have Zayn, and of course his special guest of honor will be Logan Paul. So I'm going to assume Sami Zayn gets it done and has a big moment-ish thing, maybe. Uh, well, that's who in the match. We'll see. Uh, all right. We only have one more prediction on the card, but then I want one more prediction from you. So two more predictions, yeah. boys. The Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Mr. McCarthy, I'm going to start with you. Daniel Bryan, woo! Mr. Napper. Edge. Mr. Hill. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's going to get it done, I believe it. Yes. Yes. I think you skipped a match. Did I? You did. Intercontinental Championship oh match. See, there's too many damn matches. matches. <laughs> Can we go back, McCarthy? Can we do it? I mean, it's fine. Sure. Intercontinental Championship match. Big E versus Apollo Crews in what is now a Nigerian drum fight, whatever the hell that is. Mr. Hill. I got Apollo. Mr. Napper. I've got Apollo as well, actually. Who do you have, Mr. McCarthy? Apollo Crews. It's a tough one. It could go either way. Both kind of need it. Because if you don't have direct plans for Biggie afterwards, him losing sucks. I'm going to say Apollo Crews. Don't mess it up, Vince. Put him to the top. To the moon. <laughs> I just really hope the Big E isn't about to be dropped off the cliff. Just really hope. Looking like it, buddy. You're pessimistic, <laughs> son of a. People <laughs> positivity, all right? Uh, and Apollo's just gonna kick him off the cliff. We we just passed Easter Sunday, and you're over there like Eeyore. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Did you get an Easter basket full of already opened candy? (laughs) Then why are you so pessimistic? Show some positivity, damn it. I'm going to make one sour take all day, and Napper's been doing it all show, and I get scolded. Ryan, be happy. Ryan, be happy. Ryan, be happy. (laughs) Because you just have a sad face. Are Are you all right? Oh, I'm great. Yeah. Smile, damn it. I can buy you. a t shirt and smile. Alrighty. So we already made our predictions for the Universal Championship match and Kevin Owens Sami Zayn, so I believe that's all for the mania card. Am I correct? I believe you are correct. Yeah, that's it. But I want one more prediction <laughs> from you gentlemen before we head it on home. Oh goody. It's WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania thirty seven. Good lord. 
I want one prediction of one surprise you think we'll see. Now, let me let me clarify what I'm talking about. Could be a surprise return. Could be a surprise pop-in. Whatever, whatever it could be. You know, the, they have those, who do you think we'll see? What do you think is going to happen? Something you don't see coming. What do you guys see coming? I'm going to start with you, Mr. McCarthy. What's one surprise you think we're going to get? One return, one quick cameo. Who, what? Lay it on me. Um, it's not so much like a return or a big cameo, but I think to uh, continue Big E's story, after Daniel Bryan beats both heels, he will get jumped, and here comes Big E to save the day to get somewhere around the title picture since he dropped the Intercontinental Championship earlier in the evening. Hmm, I like it. Mr. Napper, give me one prediction. You know, not yet, and it could be something like that as well. Just something that that we're not necessarily being told is going to take place. Give me one. Charlotte Flair is going to attack Rhea Ripley. That's the best I got at the moment. <laughs> that, that, could, that could happen, Mister Hill. What do you got? I'll make you happy here because this is what I think will happen. I think Drew's going to win the title, and then I think Brock Lesnar's going to show up and destroy him afterwards. Glory, glory. You're going to get him, but he's not going to fight. You're going to get him this year. We'll see if that happens. Um, all right, I got a prediction. Got a prediction. You know, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale is happening on SmackDown, so there goes my Hulk Hogan prediction of that, right? So I'll go this far then. I think Hulk Hogan somehow or another for half a second wins the 24-7 championship. Somehow. Now, how do they have him be pinned afterwards? Got no idea. Can't take a bump. But neither could Pat Patterson, and he found a way to be champion and lose it. Hey, Pat, funny, didn't either. So, he just handed it over. I mean, Alundra Blaze didn't get pinned. Ted DiBiase, I don't think, got pinned. Well, he bought it. Right, so I mean, there's definitely so, ways to do it. So I think, brother. So, so I think, I think Hogan gets one more championship, brother, uh, somehow or another at at uh, WrestleMania. For God's sake, Vince, do not have Titus lose to Hogan for the twenty four seven championship, please. I know you have a sick sense of humor. Don't do it. You can kind of see it though. I can kind of see it. With that, boys, I want to go around the horn, and I want to get your final words and what you're looking forward to about WrestleMania or not looking forward to about WrestleMania. Whatever you want to take, you have the floor. I'll start with you, Mr. Napper. To be honest, I'm not really looking that much forward to WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to a couple matches. I'm looking forward to the Bobby and Drew match. I'm looking forward to The Fiend and Randy Orton. Um, Oscar and Rhea Ripley should be pretty good. Riddle and Sheamus should be pretty good. There, I mean, there's a few good You're matches on here. Fun. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn should always be pretty good. And obviously the triple threat for the Universal title. It's not that there's not good matches on here. It's just there's a lot of underwhelming matches. Like, you don't usually see matches on here to this degree. Like... The Raw Tag Team Championship match, I'm not really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see what Almost can do, but I'm not really looking forward to it. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not. Um, it's, it's just it's going to be a long, long weekend. I'm looking forward to NXT Stand and Deliver. I think that should be an awesome, awesome show. Um, and this is going to be weird that a NXT show has the potential to overshadow WrestleMania. 
We shall see. Mr. Hill, final words, anything you want to close with? I'm really looking forward to the Universal title match. I'm wanting to know if they're going to take the swerve and give it to Daniel Bryan or if they're going to pull the plug and give it to Edge. So I think that is a toss-up between those two. I'm really excited to see that match out of all of Mania. The one I'm not excited for, obviously, is The Miz versus... The Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. That one, I, I wish we could just skip over it and not have it at all. But I get it. He's doing a lot for the company. He's selling a lot. so And he, he did really well last night on the promo. So that's the only thing I'm not really looking forward to. But I am with Travis here. I'm looking forward to NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver more so than WrestleMania. We shall see Mr. McCarthy final words for Brand Home. So, I mean, yeah, I'm... Totally looking more forward to stand to deliver more so than WrestleMania a little bit. Uh, but I mean, that's because it's NXT. There's always a special place in my heart for NXT. But I think you guys are going to be surprised by WrestleMania for one reason. The one thing that Vince's production people do well is the pre match vignettes to get us hyped up for it. I think that you're going to get hyped up for some of these eh matches just by the way they produced the video before. I think they're going to surprise us with that. I hope. I hope for all of us. Well, my final words and uh, to take it home is this. No one is more critical of wrestling as a whole in its current state than I am. But I challenge all of you, and that includes you gentlemen on this show, for WrestleMania, let's just for that night be fans again. Not critics, not analysts. Let's try to enjoy the show. And come Monday, we can start going, this is stupid, stupid, stupid. I can't believe I'm about to do another year of this. But for WrestleMania, it's WrestleMania. Now, could this go down as a very lackluster one? Yeah, there's been some that looked bad that were bad. WrestleMania 26 comes to mind. But there's been some that looked awful like WrestleMania 31 that, has, in, in the eyes of fans, has been very, very liked in recent years. And maybe this is a WrestleMania that similar to WrestleMania 27 that wasn't really about that WrestleMania. It was about the next year's WrestleMania. Maybe because we expect to be past COVID one year from now as much as we're ever going to get past it anyway. Maybe this is all setting the stage for a huge return next year in front of 100,000 people. Maybe not. Maybe this show is absolute garbage and runs through you like water through a tourist. I have no idea. But I ask all of us, including myself, to for those two nights, because it is the biggest show of the year. It doesn't get bigger. Let's be fans, and then come Monday, and then come Tuesday, of course, on this show. We'll raise hell like we always do, and we'll get set for another year of this absolute hot garbage that we love called professional wrestling. But on that night, those Saturday and Sunday, let's try to enjoy it. Come Tuesday, let's be critical. Hate it. Damn it. I'll see you. And with that... Here's the beautiful thing about wrestling, folks. Everything else, Super Bowl, offseason. Well, and that, I was going to say sorry. Go ahead, buddy. That especially goes to the people that bought tickets. If you bought a ticket to WrestleMania, do everything you can not to. You can be critical of it in your mind, but those people that have bled, sweat, and just grinded out for a year now to entertain you are dying for this moment.
to get you back. Uh-huh. Give them your best. Uh, you know, and not saying you can't, you know, boo somebody or cheer, but don't be an ass. Yeah. Don't don't be that fan that has to try to take over the show. Yeah, I Enjoy the show because you, if you give them what they want to give you, it's going to be one hell of a night for you. Uh, my hope uh, for Mania is that a night one, because you know the host usually kicks off. I hope that doesn't happen this time. I know. Shocker. I'd like Vince to come out because no one gets a bigger pop these days than Vince. You know, the No Chance in Hell theme song. And have him introduce Hogan like the old days. And then that then we can do the whole brother shtick. I hope Vince comes out and is the first. I'd love to see all three of the. Or honestly, I'd love to see all four of them come out. So, uh, I'd just, like to uh, see Vince come out as Vince McMahon the dude. Not Vince McMahon, like businessman, not Vince McMahon, the chairman. Come I'd be out cool with that. And, and thank the fans for being there. Because like, I think that would go a long way for him. Because you know, he, back in the back of his mind, he's going to want to thank them. But is his focus on his character going to overcome that? Because he does appreciate us, whether we like some of the stuff he does in the WWE or not. You know he does appreciate us. Sometimes it might feel like he doesn't give a crap what we think. But he wouldn't be where he is without all of us anyway. So it's like a give and take. I know he's a billionaire. He doesn't have to care. But if you listen enough to the way you know wrestlers talk about him, yeah, Vince does. Vince him. does care. He, he he's just—he's just like a stubborn old football owner. The football owner, Mike Brown of the Bengals, loves being the Bengals. People say he doesn't care. That's not true. He's been doing it since he was like eight. It's that he's old, and so he's set in his ways, and he thinks his way is always correct. Jerry Jones loves his Cowboys. So what we want about him, but he loves his Cowboys. He's just so set in his ways that I think I can do this correctly in the hell with all of you. It's not that he doesn't appreciate it. Vince does. But he's an old guy who goes, what do you, you know, damn it, I built this empire, and so I know what I'm doing. You know, that's how that works. Doesn't mean there's a lack of appreciation. I do. I hope Vince kicks off the show, says a thank you. And then, like the old days in the early WrestleMania, oftentimes uh, you can see clips of him introducing Hulk Hogan. And I hope they kind of share that moment because it would be nice to see that marriage kind of have an official on-screen ending, if that makes sense. And uh, I, I kind of want to see how the how the wrestlers react because we all watched the Brody Lee tribute show that they did in AEW. I would love to see this kind of be the same thing. Let this be a tribute to wrestling, and I really want to see the emotion out of the wrestlers. Like, yeah, you're doing storylines, and that's fine. we got to keep going because we're going to keep going after WrestleMania on the Monday after. But I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of emotion out of everybody. Just, I think it'll make it more real. I think I think you'll get that. And, again, cl- my closing words, we got to bring it home. Uh, let's, on that Saturday and Sunday, let's try to be fans and enjoy it. Uh, if you can't be a fan for WrestleMania, then you need to consider watch if you're going to watch the product you know i i'm very critical of the fact there's no part-timers boo-hoo maybe i'll get that next year i can either focus on that or i can go you know what i'm not getting those part-timers at least in the traditional way we'll see who shows up but where i can go it's still wrestlemania because it's still wrestlemania and that's something i hope that everybody that hears this episode 
remembers. No matter what, whether we're getting what we want or not, as far as part-timers, if you're like me, or maybe so-and-so isn't getting the right push, it's still WrestleMania. Let's let's be critical again on Monday, and let's let's settle up for another year of WWE television and, a, and AEW television, really, because WrestleMania is the calendar setter. Let's settle up, but let's enjoy it for that one damn night. With that, Loganites, we're out of here. Again, please, if you can afford to do so, buy some merch. The link is in the comments. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and, and please, McCarthy, one more time, for those that listen to the audio version of this podcast, what's, what is the website for the, for the uh, merchandise? That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com, B-R-U-Z-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N. In case you're wondering, I, I was born in the 90s, Productions.KinKin.com. All right, with that, we're out of here, Loganites. Travis Knapper, thank you. Ryan Hill, thank you. McCarthy, thank you. And I want to say one thing to these gentlemen. You guys make me better than I am every single week. You make this show better than it actually should be because while I know my stuff, I'm not talented enough to do it on my own. You gentlemen are what makes this show happen. Thank you. Let's settle up for another year beginning Tuesday, and we'll raise hell like no other. Bye, Loganites. Stay safe. God bless. Hope you had a good Bye, holiday. Bye, Loganites. Bye, Loganites.